Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Schneider is a mental patient. For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Kendall, that's one way of putting it. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed it is. Cue music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Finished. Are you telling me you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hello. 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 I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm Wayne Stellini. And I'm a Margaret Lister. <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yeah, you are. Yes, Hello. you are. Yes. Sadly, without Aphelia this week, she's no. taking taking the week off uh, for herself. She's having a me day, um, and we all need those, especially mm. in these times. So, Got to have those me days. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely do. So we love you, Fulia, and we'll see you next week. Yes. Absolutely will. All right. May um, the Schwartz be with you. May the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Wayne. Yes, my dear. How has your week been? Yeah, my week has been pretty cruisy, actually. It's been productive, um, but it's, yeah, the same old, same old, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> but, but at least, but at least nothing bad has happened. So it's been a good, it's been a good week. Good. Um, have been doing a little bit of writing. I've been productive around the house. Uh, been watching some uh, film and TV, um, streaming some really good content. So I'm having a better week than I have in recent weeks <laughs> where I'm actually <laughs> watching good things. Yes. Uh, mostly good things. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I've actually been into a lot of true crime documentaries this week. Oh, oh. tell me more. Yeah. So... Tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched, uh, I finally got round to watching a Netflix documentary about Amanda Knox, who some may remember is the uh, American um, student who was working in Italy and was accused of killing her British uh, housemate at the Mm. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was really interesting because I knew of the name and I had an idea of the story, but like the intricacies and things like that had no clue. Um, So Amanda Knox was a really good documentary because, um, Amanda herself speaks throughout, mm. tells her own story, mm-hmm. and um, her boyfriend um, at the time of the events uh, also speaks and tells his side of the story because he was also accused of being involved in the crime. So I found that, yeah, I found that pretty pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's yeah. a good doco. Yeah, so you've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I saw well. it when yeah. it came out a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's been mm-hmm. out a while, hasn't it? It has, yeah, yeah. But it's 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 definitely worth a watch. Yeah, another one that was really, um, really good was a more recent one on Netflix called An American Motor. Mm. And that one was about this, um, this woman who has quite a strong social media presence. She's not, like, a, a famous for being famous. She has a full-time job and, and things like that. But she, you know, would post a lot of videos and photos about her family life and, and, and what, what's going on in her life and so forth. Um, and her, uh, you know, husband rocks up 
to the house one day after one of her friends calls him and is worried about her because she's not answering the door to find out that she and their two young children have disappeared. And yeah, using surveillance cameras and, um, and social media and home movies and um, text messaging, the story starts to unfold what happened to her and who was involved. But it mm-hmm. ends up being a, a bit of a classic case um, in terms of a, of a murder mystery. Mm. Um, yeah, so that was an interesting one. Yeah, called, it's called An American Murder. And yeah, I found that one quite interesting. One that's also interesting, um, that's feature length, but didn't didn't really need to be, in all honesty, um, is a crime doco called Roll Red Roll. Okay. And that was about a, uh, a two college football players who were accused of sexually assaulting a girl at a party. And what's interesting about this is that essentially all of the evidence is found online because the events of the night are all posted on social media, essentially through, through tweets, through through witness accounts and so forth. So it's quite interesting that um, these people doing something that is just so ingrained in the culture is not a big deal. Boys will be boys and all of that really, uh, you know, dangerous mentality that has been so prevalent, particularly in um, such male dominated spaces such as college football, right, um, or, or high school football, um, plays out on Twitter. And so uh, it was this actual local journalist who did some cyber stalking and just found everything that was open, like was public. So it's not like she hacked <laughs> anyone, but put pieces together of this jigsaw and formed a timeline of the crime based on tweets and I found that quite interesting about the impact of social media and how it sort of literally <laughs> plays in terms of our lives and people's jobs and works. And, and yeah, I, I found it quite like it's a, it's a really interesting method. It's not something that we would have done 10 years ago where you'd go, well, social media actually helps provide evidence uh, mm. for, for, for a crime. That's yeah. That, that's destroyed a whole community. Wayne, have yes. you seen uh, a movie from 2018 called Searching? No, I okay. haven't. Okay, I, I highly need, recommend if you if, if you liked the social media sp- mm-hmm. perspective of like what you've just been talking about with those two docos. Right. This is yeah. a this is a film about um, uh, a daughter, well, a, fa- a father who's looking for his missing daughter. Um, okay. But it's <clears throat> the film is basically shown through. Like, it's like, how do I explain it? Like, it's it's not like a traditional film. It's like you're looking at a computer screen the whole time. And it's oh. it's like you see their Facebook, you see their Instagram, you, you Skype chatting right. um, and, and Google Maps and stuff. So as he's trying to investigate and find out what's happened to her. Um, and it's so good. It stars John Cho as the okay. father. And... I, and Deborah Messing's in it as well. She's one of the oh, detectives. Nice. It's I highly recommend it. Okay, thank you. I'm gonna put that on my list because I take the recommendations of of you, Kendall, and you, Michael, very seriously, and I take them <laughs> to heart. Um, one of the other things I watched as a a, a total change of pace mm. um, was I did watch the uh, the the episode of South Park that revolved around yes. COVID. 
Oh. Yeah, so I'd been meaning to, to watch it, but um, because you all told me that it was available online, I was like, cool. Uh, so I went on and watched that on 10 Play and um, absolutely laughed my ass off the yeah. whole way through. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so it's been a long time. Like I've started revisiting South Park. I'm actually w- still watching episode. I've gone back and started from season one, mm. and I'm just sort of watching it here <clears throat> and there, not binging it or anything like that. But it's interesting when you're like sort of ingrained in season one, and then you jump to what season twenty four. I think yeah. it is something like that. Uh, you're like Bit oh of wow, a culture the shock, a- yeah, yeah. The 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 animation is uh, is superior. It looks great. Uh, the voices sound different for a lot mm. of the characters, which you you know if you're watching them back to back to back, you probably don't notice because it's just no. a gradual thing. Sim- similar with The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, the difference is uh, South Park now looks better uh, than it did back in the day, whereas I don't think The Simpsons looks better now than it did back in the day. I don't That's like fair. the the polish of The Simpsons at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's been a mixed bag this week of what I've been watching. Um, yeah, and I've also started the fifth season of How to Get Away with Murder, one of my favourite TV shows at the moment. So yeah, so it's all it's all about crime and punishment. Yes, <laughs> this week, and maybe that's why I'm having a pretty good week because I'm like, well, at least I'm not one of the baddies. <laughs> that's exactly right. That you know. Uh, yes, that I know. That I know. Um, how about yourself, Michael? What have you been up to? Well, I've been pretty much the same, going to work, coming home, doing my usual thing. Uh, um, watching TV a bit, a, a tad more than I'm supposed to. <laughs> than <laughs> actually doing some work. But um, it, it was great because uh, last, when, last Wednesday uh, was the finale of um, um, uh, Sean McAuliffe's Mad as Hell. Mm. And coincidentally, uh, it sort of got me onto a telly, a telly series movie thing, uh, where they were talk uh, about. Uh, do you remember Bastard Boys from? Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I was searching for that for 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 some reason because there's talk that there's going to be a strike on on the wharfs again. Wow. So, and uh, yeah, so Sean McAuliffe was talk talk talking about that and um and how and it should be okay because i don't think the abc will have the money to actually do something like that again by by doing a reenactment of the show so i think scomo Um, will be will be all right so yeah so for those for those who don't know bastard boys uh is was a, a a series that is based on a a warfies strike that happened i think it was in the 90s uh 97 yeah, oh, no, so, 98. Yeah, and that was, um, you had Warfies striking in Queensland, New South Wales, and Victoria. Mm. And at one point, the Howard government fired them all, did a mass sacking of Warfies. Uh, because... Fired all the union members yeah, of the yes. Warfies. Yes, yes. Um, because, you know, we live in a democracy and a prime minister can do that, surely. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, um, I did my honours thesis based on the strike. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you know, so you know all about it? Yeah. yeah well, I, you know, it's been a few years now, but I did do, yeah, yeah I did do research. And I was a teenager when, when it happened, so I was quite aware, aware of it, yes. But I did poetry based on the strike. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was nine years old. Yeah, <laughs> still a baby. <laughs> still a baby. Still pre-obescent. Yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah. Yeah, re- I only knew of the strike through um, 
uh, uh, Paul McDermott uh, mm. when he was doing um, uh, Good News Week, and and mm. he did a bit about did a bit about um, how the government's going to uh, was toying toying with the idea of um, uh, having the army go in if there's a warfy strike, mm. and then he says, "No, you don't." You don't send the army, you send the navy into a dock strike. <laughs> you send the army into a coal miners strike and you send the air force into a pilot strike. <laughs> Otherwise, the the navy, army and air force would have a a huge dispute and go out on strike and then the government have to send the warfies to defend us against invasion. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yeah. Uh, yeah, That's I love great. that bit. That's uh, great. And if uh, if the wharfies cover the coastline, nothing gets ashore. <laughs> and if it does, it gets pinched. So, <laughs> so, so I, I watched the Bastard Boys, and yeah, yeah, that was a bit of fun, and also a good like time capsule of of the day, of, mm. of the nineties. And when was it done? It was done in like. It was done in uh, 2007, I think. So okay. on the cusp of um, uh, John Howard being ousted. Yes, and, that was a glorious be- day for everyone. Yeah, and I watched it because <laughs> anything that pisses off John Howard is okay with me. In other words, the entire ABC broadcasting schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, you know, they they just... Uh, it's the trickle-down economics, isn't it? They just <laughs> cut away the ABC just because yeah. of Bastard Boys. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> bit of history, bit of, bit of drama, and bit of politics thrown in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that, that's that been my highlight, and I just downed that in like a day. So it, it didn't take that long. I found it on uh, Google Play, so if you're, if you're out there... Do yourself a favour. <laughs> Bit of Australiana for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's basically my week. Uh, otherwise, uh, things with the house are going ahead uh, this uh, this following week, so we're going to have some land to mow, so that's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, mow that lawn. Got to mow that lawn. With Got to mow it. <laughs> I don't even have a tow bar, so I can't even take a trailer around to take all the clippings. What? I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to hire Jim's mowing or something. Not sponsored, and I don't want to be sponsored by them. Um, Ouch. What about you, Kendall? <laughs> Me? Me? Um, yes. My week again. Uh, like like you said, Mike. It's much the same. Going to work, coming home, watch what watching things, going to bed, getting up. You know that 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 same old song and dance. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, the mm-hmm. listeners can't, can't see this, but we're on Skype and we're all wearing grey. Yeah, mm. we are. <laughs> on, <laughs> on Sundays we wear grey. We do. We do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so postmodern that, that I just don't talk anymore. I wear a coloured T-shirt according to my mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need yeah. to get that song. <laughs> Um, yeah, my week though has been has been good. I have been watching a lot of stuff as well. I've tried to cram in a bunch of movies uh, in between different Stargate series, um, <laughs> and just to break other, it up. yeah, just to mix it up, just so I'm not getting it all done in one chunk. Uh, just break it up a bit, and you know, have a nice kind of 
diverse palette going. Um, but I, I had a big day on the feels train on Tuesday because I watched three films consecutively that had me bawling. Ooh. And I I didn't plan it. I didn't plan it. It just happened. Um, uh, so I watched I watched Just Mercy, which is on Netflix now, and I highly recommend people checking it out. It's a film that I had been dying to see and missed at the cinemas. Early, that uh, I think it was earlier this year, like January, February, when life was somewhat normal. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a fantastic film. It stars uh, Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Fox. And Brie Larson as well. It's based on a true story of a hotshot lawyer fresh out of Harvard who's gone down to the South to try and get uh, some, you know, a bunch of wrongly accused people on death row, uh, you know, out of prison and you know, out out of out of the electric chair basically. Um, And it's gut wrenching, gut wrenching stuff because it's they're all uh, they're all except for I think one. They're all they're all uh, they're all black. They're all African American, um, and down in uh, I think what's what state was it set in? I th- I think it was Alabama, um, and yeah, it's there. All right, yeah, it's actually it's funny because the film it's set it's actually set in the town where Harper Lee was born, and oh. it's supposed to be the inspiration for the the fictional town to kill a mockingbird. Um, and the town boasts about how this is, this is our claim to fame and, you know, to, and then To Kill a Mockingbird is, uh, you know, so famous for, uh, Atticus Finch, uh, you know, being that savior that gets, um, the wrongfully accused black man off, uh, in that story. Um, and it's a beautiful story, very touching and very moving and classic, obviously. But then you have this town and... All of the white folk are racist as fuck. Like mm. they're still stuck in the the Jim Crow era, and it, this is this is yeah. this this film is set in the late eighties, early nineties. Wow. Yeah, that's how recent, and it's just heartbreaking. Um, but it's beautiful, and I highly recommend people check it out, especially for um, Jamie Fox and Michael B. Jordan, like kings in this film. They're so good. Um, yeah, just snubbed by the Academy, if you ask me. Um, speaking of being snubbed by the Academy, Tom mm. Tom Hanks is just phenomenal, and I watched uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood uh, uh, almost, uh. almost, almost immediately after Just Mercy. I'm like, oh, Kendall, you're, what are you doing? Uh, you're staying on the feels train. Um, but it's on Amazon Prime, and I, I that was another one I missed that I really wanted to see. Um, and my God. My God, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, a, a child that watched much of Mister um, Rogers growing up at all. Um, I more watched um, Play School or or Sesame Street, uh, from what I re- can remember. But or Snooky. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I said I didn't but, even know that Mister Rogers <coughs> aired in Australia because I I, I don't think I know of no. him, but I've never se- oh, seen. Oh, I thought. Ah, oh, okay, maybe. Maybe I'm getting it wrong because I thought I thought some Australian friends of mine had told me that they watched it. Unless maybe they they travelled overseas and seen it. I guess I don't. Oh know. look, they, they could have been. Yeah, like again, I, I know, know I know of him because he gets mentioned in movies and sometimes you see clips of him in he's, other films. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's very but, um, very yeah. much in the zeitgeist of pop culture. Regardless, yeah. and he 
And he also won the Ultimate Showdown as as well. Yeah. <laughs> if we remember that song. Oh yeah, I'll get to that. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, he like he Tom Tom Hanks just completely captured him quite a bit and uh you know i i read in the trivia afterwards uh that uh fred rogers's uh widow um she said that she like tom hanks was the only person that could have played him um and he yeah he was just next level it was just amazing and matthew reese is actually the lead in that film because it's he's the reporter that's been tasked to uh interview um fred rogers and this is set in the late 90s as well um and yeah it's kind of uh it's just there's such a beautiful framing using mr rogers's neighborhood the show because the way the film <clears throat> cuts between like it changes locations it uses like the miniature sets that you'd see in mr rogers neighborhood um as like all your landscape shots like there's no oh. like there's barely any exterior shots it's all like these cute childlike miniature towns mm. And it's it's beautiful, um, but yeah, the performances in that film are just incredible. And yeah, I was bawling by the end of that. But it's yeah, it's it's a it's a wonderful film. And then I remembered that the documentary about Mister Rogers' "Won't You Be My Neighbor" is actually on Netflix. Um, I think it's actually been taken off now because when I checked it uh, after I'd watched "A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood," it actually tells you on Netflix now, at least on the app, when the film is going to leave. It never used to do that. Now it does. But it said like the 11th. So it might. Yeah. So that's today. So it's not on there. Um, anyway, <laughs> if you can seek out the documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor? I highly recommend it. Um, uh, it's yeah, it's such a beautiful uh, way that they've like encapsulated who Fred Rogers was. And he just seemed too good to be true. Like just the purest soul and to so- and someone who was very staunchly um, raised and like part of the Christian faith. Like he started out wanting to be a, a, a minister um, before he got into children's entertainment. Uh, but for someone like that, he's just, it's all the good stuff from yeah. him. And like, he's just so pure and it's just, it's just remarkable. Um, and like everything he did for these kids, like for generation after generation with his, with his TV show and the way that he educated is just, it's insane. And there was even a reference to the Challenger disaster in that because they because oh. deci- he decided, because what, what, ha- what would happen was Fred Rogers actually incorporated like, uh, you know, major events in the world at the time as a way to educate kids on how to deal with life, how to deal with death and tragedy but doing it in such a way that a child will understand and a child will not be scared but like just they'll learn that this is what life is and not and you know you're not blindsiding them you're not covering their eyes away from the from the horrors of the world you know you're showing them but you're showing them in a way that yeah that they'll get it and it's the way he did it was just yeah so yeah won't you be be my neighbor recommend 110 percent oh but yeah, that was my feels train <laughs> on, right. on Tuesday. Emotions everywhere. Emotions yeah. everywhere. Um, but slightly more upbeat. Uh, finish the boys season two. That's done now. Mike, I don't know if you're up to date. Um, I turned off my Amazon 
So I'll be seeing it probably next month. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> don't talk to me. Okay. Uh, I won't. I'm well. I won't spoil it, but it was amazing. Yeah. Of course. Okay. So you'll recommend the boys, yeah, because I've been meaning to, but have never, yeah, never seen it. It's it's awesome. It's so awesome. Like it's yeah. It's really really cool. Just such a refreshing take on superheroes and comic book related okay. property. Like all right, cool. Just yeah. You 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 really enjoy it. I think. Oh, yeah. Awesome. It's I mean it's fucked up, but you'll enjoy it's the it. The way I like them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's finished now. So that that was that was really really good. And then uh, I'm currently on um, the Haunting of Bly Manor, which is on Netflix now, which is the uh, second in the anthology series of uh, following the Haunting of Hill House, which came out two years ago. Um, from Mike Flanagan, who gave us Doctor Sleep as well, um, <laughs> and yeah, it's really really good so far. Um, I'm six episodes in out of nine so I've only got three to go now but it's yeah it's just superbly made classic style horror like it's it's there's something really gothic about it as well it's set in the 80s um which is cool um but it's not obvious over the top Stranger Things 80s it's like (laughs) it's it's very which you know I also love but it's um it's done in a really nice the music doesn't hit you hit you in the face like wham (laughs) but it should (laughs) but it should no this when you do when you do hear 80s music in the show the song choices are actually not your typical 80s tracks um so like this you you know all the songs you hear but they're not the the standard go-tos that you yeah. hear in every other 80s thing. So that's kind of cool. But so yeah. It's kind of, so it's kind of like um Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's so, it's sort of old but it's sort yeah. of new ones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, a little bit like that. Yeah. Um but it's yeah, it's really really good and it's a it's a beautiful blend of of drama and horror. Um it hasn't been as scary yet so far as Haunting of Hill House was. That was terrifying. Um, but there have been a few jump scares in this that have had me going, "Ooh, that's good." Um, I'm so, so, I'm yeah. so startled. <laughs> <laughs> and they started. But yeah, so that's that's really good. That's where I'm at with my watching and and my week, really. So yeah, that's it. Cool. That's us. Cool. All right. I think it's. I, I did. I did forget yes. to mention. Sorry, yes. I did forget no, to mention no. that. Um, uh, Wayne, uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned last week um, the uh, the little doctor documentary of um uh robin williams yes uh, yes was it inside my head yes come inside my mind I uh, come inside my head yeah i watched that had a little weep as well yeah that's sort, of, sort of emotional thing yeah, yeah it's a beautiful one like i think it's it tells such an a, a cohesive and clear story as well i think like it's very yeah. personal yeah but michael you're a super fan like i you know i've been a fan of um, rob williams i grew up watching him in walk and mindy um and <laughs> um dead poet society is one of my favorite movies mm. as well so i do have such a strong affection for robin williams as well but um yeah but yeah you, you, you enjoyed it yeah i did um and the way the way they um like string together like basically mm. his life it, including like uh, interviews that he's done so 
um, and with interviews with people who knew him. And yeah, it was very beautiful, I reckon. And a couple of um, behind behind the scenes stuff of different movies that I I haven't haven't seen, including including his little uh, cameo in um, uh, Sesame Street as well. It's just oh, so funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> the sort of outtakes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Thank you, Mister Robbins. <laughs> yes, Mister Robbins. <laughs> yes, uh, I think Ro- I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Robin Williams um, has a go at Elmo. <laughs> yes, well deserved yes. too. <laughs> yes, I've seen that. Yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, um, where, where, where could I seek this out uh, if I wanted to um, watch it? Binge. I think. Yeah, it was binge. So. Yeah. Okay, I need to. I need to get binge. I need. I need to bite the bullet and start binging. I think. Just do month by month, like I've been doing, because otherwise it just gets too damn expensive. Rent yeah. is too damn high. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so, at least binge is only ten dollars. So for ten bucks a month, you can get a lot out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've got a. Gr- I have to say, binge has a really good movie selection. I find. Ooh. Um. Out of you know, they've got TV shows as well, especially if you like the HBO stuff. Um, mm, mm. But I have to say, I'm, I'm really impressed with the, the movies they have. Yeah. As, okay. as somebody who sways more towards movies than TV. Yeah. Um, yes, I've been known to binge a few things myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, catching up on my HBO on binge. So that, yeah. that's finishing up. I'm finishing it up until uh, Lovecraft Country finishes, which is in a couple of weeks. So Nice. Yeah, and that, that's been going good. If you, uh, Kendall, if you if you like um, social in, um, racial injustice, then get on, get onto it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't like it, but <laughs> it's a kick in the guts. It's, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, it, I I I have seen I have I, I like and I know certain bits about what Lovecraft Country kind of tackles. Um, hmm. You know, similar the way that Watchmen sort of did, maybe. Uh yeah, it, it's Ish. sort of that behind. It, it's interesting because this is actually like it's pretty much like an anthology sort of series, but with the same characters going throughout an entire entire like um, narrative. So, so each episode is sort of tackling like, like um. Each character sort of has their own uh, episode, which is kind of great. Uh, it's e- either the main main two, or it's just the one person, or their sister. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. I need I need to read the book. I, I think I need to read the book to un- understand it because reading books is fun. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. make your own decisions in your own in your own brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay i am yeah no i'm looking forward to checking lovecraft country out i yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna binge at some point <laughs> <laughs> I, will. I will and it's like it's also good horror as well yeah um, yeah well it's yeah. lovecraft lovecraftian so yeah. one particular episode is sort of very very body body horror ish uh it is and it, it sort of got it sort of got me creeping for a bit it's like oh jesus christ oh no meat coming off (laughs) (laughs) and on that note (laughs) uh, it's a good thing foley is not here otherwise 
That would not have been said. <laughs> well, it, oh, well, it, it is October. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Halloween month. Exactly, oh. horror month, horror month. Yes, horror <laughs> month. I mean, not to spoil what's going to happen at the end of uh, Popcorn Culture, but out of all the horror films that, we're, that we can talk about, um, considering what we are going to talk about... Does it have to be that one? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for content, Michael, for content. Yes. <laughs> yes. <sighs> All right. Here we go, guys. Let's check in with the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alrighty, it is nerdy news time and kicking things off, have to uh, start a bit sad uh, as does happen these days. Um, we lost a... An unbelievable icon, an unbelievable legend of the music industry, of rock and roll, of metal, just the legend that is Eddie Van Halen passed away this week at the age of 65, which is just way too soon, if you ask me. Um, I mean, you know the name. He's basically the greatest uh, guitarist, or if not one of, at least, the one of the greatest guitarists that ever wore walk the face of the earth um you know he formed he formed van halen with his brother alex um uh among other members back in 1972 um and that's obviously where the the band name van halen comes from and yeah and then they just went on to become this incredible rock and roll metal uh, group that really kind of shaped the sound of metal in the uh, in the late 70s through to the 80s and beyond. Um, and yeah, I've been listening to Van Halen a lot this week, and I'm a, I'm a fan of theirs in general. Um, I think their music is amazing, uh, and I'm a, yeah, big fan of Eddie's, especially because he uh, one of the many things he is known for is uh, the epic guitar solo on Michael Jackson's "Beat It." Um, that is just, you know, one of the best, I think, that I can easily say that's ever been recorded. Um, just And, you know, on the biggest selling album of all time as well, uh, which is huge. And the story goes that when they tried to get Eddie to do the, the solo for it and they tried to call him, he didn't believe that it was uh, Michael Jackson calling him and he hung up on them. <laughs> who could blame him <laughs> yeah yeah who could blame who could blame like he didn't believe that michael jackson was actually like i want you on one of my songs um yeah and it's yeah it's pretty fantastic uh, but things all obviously worked out very well and they even performed the song together live once on the victory tour with the jacksons in 1984 uh the one and only time that uh eddie and michael performed together i believe it was so but yeah it's pretty epic um, but yeah, Eddie Van Halen changed the face of music and he will definitely be missed. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, and also we need to say farewell to a man whose name uh, you will not know, but he uh, is the man responsible for uh, helping us to believe a man could fly. 
Uh, Robert Bob Harmon passed away this week. Uh, he was responsible for uh, basically all of the wire work that you see in uh, a lot of films, especially uh, all of the Superman films starring Christopher Reeve. Um, he did Supergirl as well, uh, and Superboy, and a bunch of other films um, where we have his filmography. Yeah, he worked on he worked on Return of the Jedi as well. So he's in the Star Wars lore as well. The Rocketeer, um, Santa Claus back in the eighties. He was very busy. Time Bandits as well. Just yeah, incredible. Just yeah, a pioneer of of that kind of uh, you know ability in 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 the industry to to you know really sell the idea that um we're watching people fly we're watching people levitate we're watching people float around so yeah uh thank you so much rob for your remarkable legacy uh especially in the world of superman mm-hmm. um okay moving into better news now um starting with some marvel news we've got another big casting announcement for spider-man 3 benedict cumberbatch will be appearing as doctor strange uh in the upcoming sequel to spider-man far from home basically confirming i think to everybody uh that we are going to be getting a spider-verse or a multiverse kind of situation uh like I alluded to last week after Jamie Foxx was announced, he was returning as Electro. Um, I mean, Doctor Strange, basically his next film is called The Multiverse of Madness. And now, um, you know, I think he's going to be bridging that, these all these different alternate universes together. And this is probably how Electro from Amazing Spider-Man um, two is going to actually appear in the MCU. Um, but it's all theories and speculations, but it's looking pretty likely. And there's also rumors spreading on the internet that uh, they're trying to get Tobey Maguire and um, Andrew Garfield as well, but that is that is unconfirmed at this stage. Um, you know what popped into my head just then? I feel like they saw... Marvel saw what <laughs> DC are doing with the Flash movie and how they're getting all of these different, you know, they've got Michael Keaton coming in and they've got all these other, and Ben Affleck is probably going to appear. And now they're like, well, I guess we're going to do our own film. So now, and you know what, they'll, <laughs> they'll probably come out at the same time, just like it'll be Dawn, Dawn of Justice and Civil War all over again. And it's going to be interesting as long as they're both good movies instead of one being amazing and one being not so great. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, we, don't, um, we expect nothing less from um, or nothing more from the MCU, Kendall. I'm glad you can admit it, but go on. I am. No, you misunderstand me, sir. <laughs> no, I understood Ants, you. Bugs life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's always yes. one one that has to be a winner. <laughs> yes, yes. There can only be one. There can only be one. It's a Highlander situation. It's fantastic. But yes. Cumberbatch in uh, Spider-Man 3. Um, the other cool thing is that Doctor Strange is, uh, it said he's going to be taking up the, the mentor sort of role, uh, previously held by Tony Stark and then Nick Fury um, in Far From Home. Um, I mean, I don't see why he needs a mentor still, why this trope sort of needs to be continued, but I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. And especially after where things uh, ended at the end of Far From Home, I think uh, Peter probably needs all the help he can get. 
Um, so I can't wait to see that. All right, moving into DC news, we've got new release dates for three big upcoming DC movies, starting with The Batman. Um, again, we have a new release date, uh, unfortunately, due to the delays in production. Um, it is moved from the 1st of October next year to the 4th of March 2022. Uh, the Flash movie that I just mentioned earlier um, is moving from its uh, probably I've lost count how many release dates the Flash has had now. Um, that was delayed even before COVID was the thing. Um, it's been that long. It's uh, So it was supposed to come out on the 3rd of June 2022, but it is now coming out on the 4th of November 2022. Um, and Shazam 2 uh, was supposed to come out on uh, the 4th of November 2022, so it's moving out of the Flash's way, uh, to now come out in a year that is actually a real year, 2023, I can't even, <laughs> uh, I cannot even with these years, uh, the 2nd of June 2023 will be Shazam 2's premiere. Um, so big reshuffling uh, at DC and also big reshuffles going on elsewhere in Hollywood. Uh, and um, We've got Dune that was going to be so great to see this year, but it's God not happening. Damn it! I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a huge leap. It's not a huge jump. God damn it! It's not a huge jump. No! <laughs> I hate this! I hate it forever! <laughs> mm, yep, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. So, June was supposed to come out uh, just in time for Christmas this year on the 18th of December. It has now moved to the Batman's uh, previous release date, uh, which is the 1st of October next year. So, a whole 10 more months for June. I don't know why they need to push it back that far, considering it's already done. Because Tenet died. Because yeah, I guess they're scared. Because <laughs> Tenet uh. didn't Tenet didn't make the money that they wanted to make, even though we are in a pandemic and that's the situation. The canary uh. down the coal mine died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that Tenet-shaped canary didn't didn't do too well, did it? Um, but in slightly better news, The Matrix 4 is now coming out sooner rather than later. Um, it was supposed to come out on uh, the April Fool's Day, actually, the 1st of April on uh, in 2022, rather. Um, it is now going to be coming out just in time for Christmas next year uh, on the 22nd of December. So it, that got a big move forward a few months. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, and in our last release date shuffle, um, Jurassic World Dominion has suffered another setback, despite the fact that they are back at work filming. Um, of course, no surprises, though, they've had to move their release date. It was supposed to come out middle of next year, uh, but it is moving an entire year to the 10th of June 2022. So mark your calendars, everybody. These are the days we need to remember uh, before they change again. Um, <laughs> to 2025. <laughs> Let's just write off the next two years. It doesn't matter anymore. Four more years. Four God. more years. Oh, no. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. Um, in other news, slightly <laughs> a, slightly related adjacent <laughs> release shuffling. Um, in a in a in a move that has surprised no one, uh, Disney has decided to debut Soul on Disney Plus. Um, it was so st- still supposed to be up until last week. It was supposed to be coming out in cinemas. Um, I think it was November it was supposed to be coming out, but obviously they've made the right call. Um, moved it to Disney Plus. It is going to be a lovely Christmas present on the 25th of December this year for everyone who subscribed. And everyone should be very happy and say thank you, Disney, because they're not charging us $30 just to watch it. <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, so in December we can do a Milan and Soul doubleheader and not pay any extra. It's very, very exciting. Okay, and lastly, in the nerdy news this week, it was announced that there is a uh, a new Resident Evil movie in the works. This is not connected to the recently announced Netflix TV series, uh, also set in the Resident Evil universe. Um, this movie is basically going to be an origin story for the whole thing. Uh, I don't know if it's kind of like a soft reboot or a reset or what it what they're calling it, but origin story is the term being floated around online. Uh, it's been written and directed by Johannes Roberts, who uh, is most known for doing the 47 Meters Down films. So I'm going to ignore that. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> And I'm going to focus on the cast because the cast is where it's at, people. So we are going to get to see the iconic uh, video game characters from the games uh, adapted here, starting with uh, Kaya Scodelario, most known for The Maze Runner. She's going to be Claire Redfield. Uh, Hannah John Carmen, who is in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, She will be playing Jill Valentine. Robbie Amell. Um, who is uh, Stephen Amell's cousin, I believe. Uh, he's in the Arrowverse and in most recently seen in a critically acclaimed series called Upload, which I need to watch. Um, he's going to be Chris Redfield. Tom Hopper from the Umbrella Academy is going to be Albert Wesker. Um, Avan Georgia uh, from Zombieland Double Tap. He was the, the stoner guitar dude for those playing <laughs> along at home. Uh, very funny. Um, he's going to be Leon S. Kennedy and Neil McDonough, who this article says is known for being in Yellowstone most recently, but I love him as Damien Dark in the Arrowverse because he's fantastic. Um, Neil McDonough is going to be William Birkin. So the cast has me in. Um, although Johannes Roberts does say that he is like going to be doing his best to kind of go back to the original two games and kind of recreate the frightening atmosphere he experienced while playing them for the first time back in the day. Um, So he sounds like he's a diehard fan of the franchise, so hopefully it works out well. I mean, the Mila Jovovich films, I mean, quality aside, um, depending on your opinion, made over a billion dollars collectively as a franchise at the box office, so who knows? Who knows what will happen with this one, but uh, I'm a sucker for an origin story, so we will see. It's going to be set in 1998 um, as well, so... Nice. 
lots of exciting things to look forward to, hopefully. Fingers mm. crossed. And that is the nerdy news for this week. Um, Wayne, yes, I'm going gonna, gonna to throw to you for your thoughts. Anything standing out to you there? Yeah. Um, look, really sad about the passing of Eddie Van Halen. Huge uh, contributor to music. Um, but a wonderful legacy. Um, and I, and I, it's what I tend to reflect on when when um, people with great talents do pass away. Let's focus on the wonderful legacy that's just going to be eternal. Um, yes. Another person with a wonderful legacy is Bob Harmon. Again, we didn't know his name, but he is so important to so so many of our childhoods. Um, that yeah, that that that's that's quite a special. You know, he holds a special place for us, even even if we didn't know who he was. Yeah. <laughs> really, but um, no, the the wire work that he would do for some of these um epic movies, um, is just phenomenal. Um. And I have to say, I think his best wire work is perhaps in in Supergirl, which is a movie that doesn't get a lot of praise, and one could argue rightly so. But um, its wire work is absolutely on point. The first time yeah. that Supergirl flies and does an aerial ballet um, is just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's all him coordinating that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so I, that, that was... Um, really sad. So it's kind of like um, a, a quiet hero for for all of us uh, comic book movie nerds and sci-fi movie nerds. So two wonderful um, and talented men leaving behind incredible legacies. Uh, we've got a lot of date shuffling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you do know the what? date shuffling. But do you do know do what, do 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 Kendall? I think it's just like you said. Like it, it made me laugh a lot. Watch, you know, yeah. these are the dates until they move again. But I do wonder that perhaps if COVID, you know, calms down, for example, some of these dates might move forward. Um, I don't mm, necessarily know. Um, admittedly, uh, these will these dates tend to reflect what's going on in the United States. So yeah. I think these dates um, will be impacted by the outcome of the presidential election um, because one hmm. president will continue doing what they've done. Um, so these date, these films might get pushed back to 2030. Um, and then an, oh, a no. different president might actually um, make things a little bit more livable and these dates might move forward. Um, but we don't talk politics on this show. No. <laughs> but if we did... But if we did, I would be salty that I'm not getting a second presidential debate this week. Anyway... <laughs> But mind you, you Moving do on. you do have that sort of uh, what's that word that that you were sort of alluding to just then? Hope. That's it. Yes. <laughs> uh, what hope? There is now, hope. Yes. Which, funny enough, hope is the name of the person in the uh, administration that first got COVID. <laughs> that we so, know of. That really. We know of. Yeah. It. It's um, and it sort of alludes to a saying that a prominent uh, comedian once said, uh, uh, John Cleese once said, um, it, <laughs> "It's not, it's not the terror that it's, it's not the terror that gets you; it's the hope." <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I botched so- that. I think I botched that sentence, but it's well, the hope that hope that gets you. Well, she most certainly did. Uh, get him but moving on to um, more cheerful news sort of because I'm going to talk about the MCU <laughs> um. <laughs> Wayne 
come on, Wayne. Oh, uh, I know, I know. But look, you know what? I normally don't pay too much attention to the MCU. As you know, I don't really discuss it very often, um, Kendall. So a bit of a golden nugget for you here. Um, oh, good. I like the idea of a multiverse Spider-Man. Um, mm. We had a brilliant animated film recently um, about Spider-Man's multiverse, uh, which I consider to be um, probably the greatest animated comic book movie I have ever seen. And I would even argue one of the greatest comic book movies, period, that I've ever seen. Yeah, Yeah, easily. It doesn't hurt that Spider-Man is such a fantastic character. And we've had wonderful actors playing him, whether MCU or outside of it. One person that I would like to see if they're going to get Toby and Andrew, I want to see Nicholas Hammond return (laughs) as Spider-Man. So he was the first person to play Spider-Man in a live action TV series in the 70s. And some of his episodes were made into like TV length movies. And so he was my childhood Spider-Man, as well as some animated renditions. But Nicholas Hammond... Um, who others might know as um, the eldest Von Trapp boy in The Sound of Music, um, <gasps> is the... Or- what? Yes, is the uh, original live <laughs> screen, uh, live action um, Spider-Man. And so if we're going to invite all that. of these wonderful um, Spider-Men, um, I think why not have the original come back? That's what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I want to see it too because I had no idea... That is—is is it Peter Von Trapp? Is it is that who he is? The oldest one, Frederick. Frederick. Yes, Frederick's the oldest one. Frederick is Peter Parker. Yes. Um. <laughs> why did I not know this until now? <laughs> Thank you for educating me. <laughs> anytime, anytime. I am the authority on Marvel characters, as you know, Kendall. In- incorrect statement. Um... <laughs> I'm still schooling you, my dear. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know we fact-checked each other on this podcast. <laughs> Never. Any, anyway, Wayne, keep talking about the MCU. Uh, um. Oh, oh, gladly, please, gladly. Because <laughs> I, I haven't started on Doctor Strange yet. You know how I, how I love that. <laughs> and Kendall's like, stop talking about the MCU now. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and I, I, yeah, you've had your moment and we're done. Uh, yes, Nicholas Hammond, please come back to the screen. Yeah, especially I love that idea. in that spandex 70s um, costume that looks like it was made for TV and horrible. Do it. Um, no, I, I, I would love to see it. He's still healthy and looks great, I think. Um, but yeah, also, I guess just to, to round up with Pixar's Soul, we've uh, reviewed, I think, two trailers. For soul uh, over the course yes. of this podcast and i think the more we see of it the less we like it <laughs> or like the look of it um, that was the vibe yes. yeah so i'll be interested to 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 see this um yeah we'll, we'll see if it sort of um lives up to low expectations or exceeds them there's no questioning it looks beautiful because it's pixar yeah. come on um, yeah, and literally. if it doesn't work, it'll be a rare miss for Pixar. But um, no, interested to see this because I was never going to go see it on the big screen anyway. But on Disney Plus, sure, why not? Um, Michael, your thoughts about this week's nerdy news? Yeah, big, big, sad upset for Eddie Van Halen. You know, rock god, he's he's uh, he's up there now with all, all the greats. 
you know, mm. it, it's going to, you know what, that, that would have been fantastic being at, like, hearing that sort of soundtrack that's up there at that moment, you know, <laughs> you got Eddie mm. Van Halen, you got, you got everyone. Oh, please. Yeah. <sighs> oh, well. Uh, yeah, um, uh, with the Spider-Man, yeah, I'm I'm very excited about the, having a, a live action, um, a, a live action Spider Verse. You know, uh, I'll probably do one. Uh, probably do better. Uh, do one better, uh, Wayne. Yeah. As long as we get a Japanese Spider Man, mm. I will be happy. We ne- at least at least a like I don't know a reference to Japanese Spider Man. Um, yeah, I was actually thinking about this. Uh, um, uh, if um, uh, uh, Electro's coming back and, and possibly not looking like like the the, the character that he was, uh, mm. it has been it has been done before with J.K. Simmons uh, playing the same character, but they look different. So possibly he'll be getting the uh, the the green gold spandex. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be great to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> classic. And we, I mean, I think it, I think it'll happen. To be fair, because you know the MCU is like the, one of the cool things about it is the fact that a lot of the costumes have been, you know, so o- overall, overall very faithful to the the source material, mm. which is nice. Yeah, which that means there could be room for William Defoe to be the Green Goblin again. Oh my God! Do I, it. I want it. Yep. Do it. Yep. I want him. I want him to be not not in the Power Rangers stupid <laughs> costume. <laughs> but uh, have any of you two actually seen William Defoe in uh, Shadow of a Vampire? No. Uh, well, he plays um, uh, he plays uh, Nosferatu. Oh yeah, that. and you can sort of see it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. Shadow of a Vampire is actually a fictional uh, retelling of the Nosferatu um, movie, where a lot of people like believed that <laughs> they actually got a vampire to play Nosferatu, and they sort mm. of play on that fact that they actually got a vampire to play to play a vampire in that, and it's really wow. cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not a very known uh, movie. It's sort of like uh, very niche. If you, but I definitely enjoy that, and I definitely recommend that if you if you like like um, uh, vampires and all that. Yeah. That, okay, that is, I'll, I'll add it. I'll add it to my list. Yeah. Now there's True Blood, fucking Twilight, hey. Twinkles. Hey. <laughs> no. Hey, I've got Shh. the canon. I've got the canon of. I got the lore of vampires here. I'm just going to shit all over it. <laughs> shit all over hey, it. Hey, hey, look, I don't I don't like it either, but at least you can give her one thing. At least she tried something different. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and there is nothing that says vampires have to be ex- Certain, yeah. certain way. Change it up. There's different interpretations. Just like a zombies. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I can. I. I appreciate she was going for something different, but in hindsight, the sparkling thing is n- not great. And I. And I love Twilight. I love it. I will defend it. I will. 
but the sparkling thing is, yes, I can understand people's frustrations. Anyway, let's not get into that discussion right now. Wayne, we were still talking about what, or was it, or was it Mike? No, was it was it Mike. Mike's uh, turn. It, it yeah, is I'm Mike. still talking. Uh, unfortunately for you, Kendall, it's Mike's turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, not unfortunate at all. So. Fun, funny enough. Uh, now I'll talk about it later because Wayne, you'll probably talk about it on what's happening with Fred. So I'll keep okay. that in mind. Um, a, little, a little nugget for the future. There you go. Um, yeah, all the pushbacks are just bloody annoying. Um, Dune, damn it. I just want to see it. I want to see it. (laughs) And, yeah. 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 And and Resident Evil, well, I I haven't actually watched the, the, um, the, the, the movie, so it'll probably be, I don't know, there's, how many is there? There's like five or something? Six. Six, there you go. Six or or seven, I think they made in the end. And then there's like two, uh, like CG animated ones that were like straight to DVD. So they've done a lot. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) This one is, yeah. There's a decent sized franchise on it. And yeah, yeah, it'll be good going back to, going back to the well of um, Mm. the, uh, not the cartoon, the, the games. And yeah, like the games themselves are like, uh, a pinpoint of gaming, really. It's that it's especially for horror ga- gaming. Yeah. It's like never really, never really heard of. I mean, you had Doom and all that. You could you could say they're horror, but they're they're, they're first person shooters basically. They were mm. the first person shooter. Um, it's it's sort of like a toss up between that and Goldeneye of which one was the first person shooter sort of first. I can't remember which which one was first, but they're, mm, they're, they're both question. they're both mem- uh, memorable and yes, yeah, and just impactful of the of the gaming at large. Yeah, that's basically it. Um, that's that's all I can say. Um, yeah. What about cool. you, Kendall? Yeah. Are well, you are you, are you confused? Am I confused? Are you confused? I I am now. <laughs> I, I, what are you confused about? <laughs> um, I'm going to th- just say let's end the nerdy news there. <laughs> well, that's not confusing. That's, yeah, it that's is. a I think cut-off I just, point, right? I think I just con- yeah, I think I just confused everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. Ah, okay. I don't know. What's happening? Ah. What's going on? All right, nerdy ah. news is done for another week. Which means it's now time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Okay, trailer park time. And we have three pretty cool, if you ask me, trailers to discuss this week. Starting with uh, the latest trailer for the upcoming movie called Free Guy and I'm still on board with this. I <laughs> I was on board with this film before I even saw a trailer just based on the cast. I, it's Ryan Reynolds, Taika Waititi, Jodie Comer and Joe Keery. Hello. Take my money. <laughs> um, take my money. And then the first trailer was great uh, and then now they've released uh, a, a second trailer that is uh, giving us uh, a bit more of a glimpse into what the story, what the plot is going to be for this movie. 
Um, and I mean, we probably didn't need that. They do. They they kind of show a lot, I guess. But um, I I still kind of feel like they're saving the best stuff for the film. Because I don't think they they show like a lot of cool actiony uh, set pieces um, and a lot of cool CGI effects going on. At, like it it looks it looks really awesome. It looks really solid. Um, um, but, um, yeah, I, um, where was I going with that? <laughs> <laughs> it looks really cool. Take all my money. My brain's they're gonna, fried. They're going to have, they're going to have all the cool, cool stuff in the yeah. movie because yeah. I'm not oh, yeah, yeah. The trailer. I, that's right. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yes. I feel like, yeah, I feel like there, there's, there's probably some more epic stuff, uh, in this film that they haven't shown us. I don't think they've showed us all of their cards just yet. Um, which is good, but I, and I did kind of like the reveal. Although I, c- I could have been happy if they'd saved it for the theaters. Uh, the reveal of like you know there are actual people mm. playing the game. Like the the entire film doesn't take place just inside the game from guys' perspective. Yeah. Um. You're actually you're actually getting the outside perspective. I really like that. But um. Yeah. I mean. But then again, then again, at the same time, I say maybe save that for the cinema. But then, you know. That that kind of presents uh, an entirely different film than what you would have expected by just seeing Ryan Reynolds be an be an NPC in this game, and he's you know finally you know actually taking some action um, in his life, you know, being a player in the game, if you will. Um, so yeah, so maybe they just they probably just had to put that in just to kind of give people a better idea for what is really going on. Um, so it makes sense, it makes sense, but yeah, maybe. Maybe a little bit less of it. I don't know. And Taika seems to be playing a villain of some kind, and and I don't like it. But I I <laughs> I I because I, I love him um so much. But he's he's gonna be hysterical regardless, and uh, I, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna love to hate him by the time I'm done. Um, but to see him play someone that's totally not him and some kind of like uh you know snotty boss like tech tech guy like i think that's going to be that's going to be fun that's going to be interesting he's going to have a lot of fun with that character um, lovable bad guy lovable bad guy and ryan reynolds is just ryan reynolds just wonderful every time um <laughs> yes yeah so i'm yeah i can't wait to check this out wayne what did you think of this trailer yeah um so this is i think the second trailer that we have have, have yeah. viewed for this particular film I like the idea behind this movie. I love Ryan Reynolds because I don't know how anyone could not. Um, yeah. Maybe except for Hugh Jackman. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I... Oh, but I but I can't say I loved this particular trailer because it showed me the whole movie. Um yeah. yeah, I think okay. it's I think it's great, Kendall. You've got faith that there's more. <laughs> if there is more power to to you, right? Because I was like, yeah. no, I'm pretty much got the whole plot. I, I don't know what else you've got in the tank, yeah. but if you've got it, yeah. fantastic. Surprise me. Um, I loved seeing Taika Waititi there. I, I love that he's. Uh, I think he's going to have so much fun playing the villain. I think that that's great. Um, yeah, yeah. There's so much to like about this movie, but I just I. The trailer is just disappointing because it just tells us everything. Uh, I think it, yeah. I think the marketing team needed to have confidence in the premise. They needed to have confidence in the lovely visuals, and they needed to have confidence in the star power and likability of Ryan Reynolds. Um, 
Because all you needed was that opening card that said from the studio that brought you Deadpool, show Ryan Reynolds, have a few quirky interactions, and just end it there. And honestly, that's my ticket, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. So whilst I'm Less still... Is more. Whilst I'm still still enthused by this, by this film, and I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to watching it, um, personally, I think this trailer is horrible though, and I'm not going to be watching any more <laughs> material based on this film because I want that lovely surprise when I go to see it. Um, you know, I'm go- I-, I want distance. So yeah. So for me, not a successful trailer theoretically, but technically it is because I still want to see this movie. <laughs> it's a very conflicted <laughs> review. It's a, it's a nice, it's a nice little reminder that this, this movie's coming. Yeah. Um, what did you think of it, Michael? Yeah, sort of in the same boat. Um, too much, um, too too much plot like crammed into this, and it's just yeah, it's ruined. It's ruined. It's so ruined. I'm not going <laughs> to watch it. Yeah, definitely, I'm going to watch it. I need something new, and I need Ryan Reynolds in my life. <laughs> Don't we all? We all need Ryan. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah. Um, I'm getting I'm getting a lot of um what if Wreck It Ralph was in Ready Player One sort of vibes. Yeah. <laughs> oh cool. my god, that's such a cool way to describe it. Yeah. I wonder if that yeah. was the pitch me you know, in the boardroom, that was the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If Wreck It Ralph becomes sentient and it was going going after the people who was playing him. Um yeah, and they're trying to cancel his his game. Is he is he alive? Or is he not? In the third act, does he get a body? Oh. I'm sure they'll tell us in the next trailer. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and then he becomes Chappie. Hey. hey. Oh, my tied, oh, my God. Tied in, yeah. It's all full yeah. circle. Nah, they'll probably end it like um, uh, short circuit. Um, don't don't give me that look, Wayne. You, you know my views on that on the ending of that movie. I don't know your views on the ending of Short Circuit. Oh, we we had an argument, didn't we? I remember. I don't know. You and I argue about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we really it's argued it, about Short Circuit. Yeah, it was Johnny Five and how how he he actually becomes convinced alive. He, he doesn't come alive. No, but he convinces him that he kind of is alive through humor. Yeah, because yeah. I've seen I've seen two thousand one Space Odyssey. <laughs> Oh he, do, he doesn't. He doesn't want to be turned off because no, he's not. He, he's not special. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but number five is still alive, I guys. Think no, so. he's not. He's only alive to make a sequel, and that's it. And we all love yes. that sequel, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Sequel? What sequel? <laughs> We've never heard of a sequel. Uh, poppycock. <laughs> Cock. <laughs> So, okay. Kendall, when are we going to see Cock? I mean, Free Guy. <laughs> I knew that word is going to come back to bite me in the ass. Free Guy will... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you stay silent. Free Guy will... Bite you on uh, the ass. Be... <laughs> will be in cinemas until it gets delayed um, <laughs> on the 10th of December this year. So, And that's an Australian release date, so... Ooh. Um, yes, check your local cinema listings for that one. It's going to be a ripper. Or they bite the bullet and put it on a streaming service. Nah. 
this is a big screen movie. This is a cinema movie. So we're going to, yeah. I'm not watching it any other way. God. <laughs> so this is going to be the second second canary. The you always need oh, maybe. the second canary. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I'm getting emotional. Okay. Uh, Ra- right. Ryan Reynolds can survive the mine. He'll be fine. Oh, yeah, he'll be, <laughs> he'll fine. be fine. He'll be yeah. fine. That canary just, will be in its cage, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A lie- <laughs> the canary is still alive. Who knows? Um, About as alive as Johnny Five. <laughs> so, so very much alive then. Good. Okay. Yeah, that's real. Second. I will say, part two <laughs> did make me cry. I'm not going to lie. When I was a kid, Short Circuit Two made me cry. Oh yeah. That scene. Anyway, oh. because it was so bad. No, no. You know that scene in part oh, two. A white guy playing an Asian. <laughs> Yeah, it made me cry. I was woke as a kid. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <sighs> okay, so second trailer uh, for this week is for the highly anticipated upcoming uh, adaptation uh, of The Stand, Stephen King's famous novel. Um, yes. Uh, so this is going to be a nine-part series um, oh, wow. airing this December, starting this December. Um, and this trailer was pretty fantastic. Um, that the really cool thing about TV show trailers is that they can show you so much, but not give much away at all. Um, which well, is... they've got they've got ten hours to you know, put something yeah. together. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's why it's cool. Like they can show you lots of cool things, but not not ruin it. Um, yeah, no, I'm. I'm really excited to to watch this. I think it's going to be phenomenal, um, especially with like you know on one side like in one corner you have Whoopi Goldberg looking epic as hell because she's amazing, and in the other corner you've got Alexander Skarsgård being the villain again, and I'm here for that because he's hot as fuck, um, <laughs> and supremely talented as well. Um, oh, highly recommend just sidebar. I watched Longshot this week, and uh, Alexander Skarsgård plays sort of a parody on Justin Trudeau, the Canadian Prime Minister. Oh. Like he plays, he plays the Canadian Prime Minister in the film. Not he doesn't play Justin Trudeau anyway, but it's <laughs> so funny. His comedic timing is exceptional. Recommend checking that one out. Anyway, back to the stand. Um, yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm excited. I mean, it's Stephen King. I. Never watched the um, original miniseries uh, that aired in the 90s, uh, mostly because, I mean, I was, you know, in primary school in the 90s. But then when um, I, you know, when I grew up and was watching horror, um, a lot of my friends... It, it was for some reason it was a it was a running joke amongst my group of friends because it's so long mm. um, <laughs> that like re- either reading the book or watching the miniseries was just frowned upon, um, and I, I don't even know maybe the quality of the the original miniseries isn't that good either. Um, but you know, it is a Stephen King adaptation. They sadly are hit hit or miss, um, but this one I think is going to be a hit. It looks phenomenal. It the quality. Is great. Yeah, not only have you, you got the previous two cast members I mentioned, uh, James Marsden's in there as well, and he's phenomenal in anything and everything he does. 
Um, and I, you know, who doesn't love a good old-fashioned apocalyptic battle between good and evil? Like, I think it's it's such a classic kind of story we're all familiar with, and um, I'm really keen to see the kind of spin that Stephen King has put on it and that uh, the makers of this show have put on it because it, it looks really good. And I, I'm, I really want to, like, write down a list of songs that get used in trailers that are happy songs that get that then get a you know a malicious twist put on them bastardize <laughs> in a good way well yeah good good bastardizations yeah because hearing bob hearing bob marley yeah <laughs> this is a sound just menacing in that weird way the way that they like edited his voice a bit and dragged it out and t- oh i love it it's just like it reminds me when uh, a perfect circle covered John Lennon's Imagine and changed the meaning of the song. Um, it's so good. So, Buffalo yeah. Buffalo Soldier. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, you're on it. Well done. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. No, I'm. I'm excited to check this out. I really am. I think it's. I think it's going to be good. Wayne, mm. what did you think? Yeah. So I have a copy of The Stand on my bookshelf, but I've n- not read it yet. Um, and I have seen the original '94 miniseries. So that was okay. Yeah, four installments. Yes, quite long. <laughs> but I remember <laughs> uh, enjoying it actually. Uh, you know, oh, as good. a kid. That's good. Yeah. So went out. Yeah, came out in '94. So. I watched it when I was uh, thirteen or fourteen. So um, no, no, I remember. It. I remember it was good. It's not a. It's not a type of show that you you know watch every Sunday night, mind you. <laughs> um, but so, what I liked about this trailer is that it does show a lot, but it doesn't tell you anything really. Yeah. Um. The it's it looks beautifully made. Like the cinematography is absolutely gorgeous. It has a top rate cast. Um. But again, it's it, the the. The, the original novel is like over 800 pages, which is probably why it's still sitting on my bookshelf <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. Um, the original adaptation had an all-star cast, uh, you know, for, for, for back in the day, a lot of people uh, that we, we would even still recognize today were, were in it. So it, it has mm. everything to do with being an epic, I think from its original source material of being so big to its first screen adaptation to this one. I feel like because this is going to be nine parts and not four, like the original one was, um, this one might have a bit more breadth. And, um, and I feel like for today's audiences, I think it might be more economical in terms of some elements, in terms of character development and and scenes, but it'll know when to take its time and care for others. So I, I feel like this is going to be a really quality production. I'm looking forward to watching it. Um, I don't know if I'll read the book beforehand, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, but I'll keep you updated if I if I decide to do that. But uh, but yeah, but as you said also, Kendall, Stephen King's adaptations are very hit and miss. They don't always hit the mark. Um, some of his stories just do not translate well to screen, but mm. this one has already in the past, so I'm confident that it will this time round. And I actually think it will be better than it's than the first adaptation. So yeah, I, I am looking forward to watching the stand. How about you, Michael? I'm very looking forward to this because I've I've, I've been ready to 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 watch a to, to watch this ever since I said said it because uh, I've read I've read the book. Well, listened to the book. 
quote unquote read the book, and uh, I've only seen the first episode of the uh, of the uh, of the uh, miniseries back uh, of the '94 one, and yeah, it's a bit of a hard slog trying trying to watch that through the through a nowadays lens because mm. we're all spoilt for for TV. It's like you know. This is before this is before the golden age, you know, Sopranos and all that, yeah, and Breaking Bad. Uh, but what's really great about this is I think they're going. Um, I've read up a little bit on it that the that the ending's going to be different. So because um, Stephen King yes. uh, said in a in a interview that he wasn't particularly happy with the ending uh, of of his book and also. Uh, I don't know what happens at the end of the miniseries, but I, I assume it's roughly similar. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, so the ending's going to be different. So I'm I'm happy because it was from the author that said that, and not necessarily yeah. <laughs> someone taking like, you know, what? I don't like the ending. I'm going to change it. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. It too. Um, <laughs> But, yeah. yeah, then then you know, not to bring it right around to Twilight, Stephanie Meyer did the same thing for the end of Breaking Dawn Part Two, and you know, I nearly walked out of the cinema. So I was going to mention on. it. I was going to mention <laughs> that in my in my rant because what 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 I was going to say sort of uh, sort of I'm I'm going to go back on that because it's something about Michael Sheen. Uh, it just remind me of something. <laughs> Uh, it also reminded me of uh, watching, uh, uh, well, listening to Fred Watch, the, this week's Fred Watch, or last week's Fred Watch. Oh, um, okay. Talking about Michael Sheen, so I'll, I'll talk about that later. Ooh, <laughs> spoilers for the ending of this of this podcast. <laughs> and also a little bit of cross-promotion as well. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, the ending's going to be di- different, and yeah, it's going to be awesome and epic as well. Um, the Stan, of course, sort of sparked a lot of other like post-apocalyptic like epics uh walking dead comes to mind like you, you can't have the stand without having walking dead um and sort of the character driven is like going uh, like living through these characters in this awful awful world uh and ironically sort of fitting for our times mm. <laughs> uh, considering it's they're going through a, going through a pandemic as well so Mm. Of a of a of a Timely. virus. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Mm. Mm. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have the. When does it come out? Sorry to go go ahead, but it it's roughly coming out at the end of the at the end of the year. So yeah, what a great year to end on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the stand uh, is going to be airing. Uh, on the 17th of December uh, in America uh, uh, on CBS All Access. So I don't know where we're going to find it here in Australia. Um, I imagine either Foxtel or Netflix or uh, Stan. Not entirely. Or Binge, probably. Binge gets all the cool stuff. I was going to say, if it's on Um, CBS All Access, it might be on 10 All Access since... um CBS owns yeah, Network maybe 10. Oh, yeah. yes, maybe on 10 Play, yeah. yeah. But yes, it might pay. be on 10 Play. Yeah. Hopefully but, 10 but you Play, probably have to, free to air. Let's do yeah. it. I don't want to pay to watch it. <laughs> I don't know, because the um, Jordan Peele's Twilight is on 10 Play or, or Access, and you have to pay for that. Yeah, which, yeah. So, so 10 have uh, got... Yeah, well, see, 10 have got... Uh, Network 10 
have got 10 play, which is free to air, catch up and content. Yeah. And then 10 will access, which you pay for. So, okay. yeah. So, um, it, they've got two streaming services, if you will. But I feel like this yep. will yeah. go to 10 all access. I feel like it's such a big event. Yeah. In saying yeah, that, yeah. 10 might air it on their own free to air station anyway. And therefore, it would go to 10 play. Mm. Yeah. Guess we'll see. Yes. Watch the space. We'll find out. And before Five, we watch go. Watch space. Yeah, before we go, I was going to mention uh, how come every. How come Skarsgård's. Uh, Always the villain. He's the go-to I mean, now. <laughs> yeah, because in, all... in Stephen King properties too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and also in Dune actually as well. <laughs> yes, yes, very good point. But I'm not going to spoil that. There, look, look, they're just a talented bunch, those Swedes. Mm. Yeah. God love them. God love so, them. So evil. How come Swedes are evil? <laughs> because they're so good looking, and they can be. Yes, <laughs> that's why. Mutual my ass. <laughs> that's Switzerland. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, come on. Time for our final trailer for this week, uh, and that is for an upcoming film by the name of The Three Fifty Five. Um, this is a really cool looking spy thriller film. Um, that I, I mean. I don't know if it's actually going to be a good movie because this, which is disappointing because this trailer, um, like I, I really enjoyed just like, I don't know, just like the, just the concept of the fact that you've got, well, for one, all of these badass female spies, um, teaming up, they all work for different organizations around the world. Um, and they're coming together to basically take down these, uh, well, for lack of a better phrase, bad guys who are, you know, name kind of nameless in the trailer um, because that's the state of the world. You know, you can you can be a terrorist and be anonymous these days. Um, so, you know, that's that's interesting, of course. Um, I mean, yeah, like I'm I'm the cast, I think, is, again, the main thing that's bringing me in to this film Um like I mean, the four four ladies: Jessica Chastain, Diane Kruger, Penelope Cruz, and Lupita Nyong'o. Um, and then you've got Bing Bing Fan as well. She's playing the Chinese spy uh, who was not featured in the trailer as much as I would have liked because when she was on, she was pretty cool. Maybe um, a spoiler. Maybe a spoiler. Yes, maybe maybe she betrays them. Hopefully not. Um, That'll be in the second trailer. <laughs> that'll be yeah. They'll tell us in the second trailer. We'll wait for that. Wait for that. Um, so you got some incredibly talented female actresses. Um, female actresses, Kendall, Jesus, In- English. I've had coffee and it's it's affecting me. Um, but yes, incredibly talented women in this film. And then um, Sebastian Stan and Edgar Ramirez uh, make up some of the male cast, and I'm all here for them because also very very talented. Um, but yeah, I mean, apart from apart from that, I, I just the trailer was just very. It just felt like a very stock standard spy type thing film, I guess. Like it didn't, it didn't really, not that it's going to break the mold or anything. I mean, yeah, it's made by the same people who did uh, Jason Bourne, um, you know, which is always going to give you points, but this has been co-written and directed by Simon Kinberg, 
who sadly is at the moment known for having directed uh, Dark Phoenix. And we all know how well that went. Um, so I don't know because I haven't seen it. Yes, lucky, lucky <laughs> You're you. You're missing out. Um, <laughs> I've, I've already, I've already seen the, uh, I've already seen the, the the Dark Phoenix in in um in the thir- in the third X Men. So why do I need to go see it again? <laughs> Look, if anything, if anything, uh, uh, Dark Phoenix the film did it better than Last Stand, but not that much better. So if you're curious. Feel free to watch it. It's it's better than last. It's better Wait. than last stand, but that's about it. I am not curious, and no. <laughs> and 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 hilarious and hilariously and coincidentally, Jessica Chastain is also in Dark Phoenix, and here she is in this. Oh one. yeah. Um, they're teaming up, buddy, buddy. Um, and it, you know what? An interesting observation is that this trailer felt like it was for a film made in like the nineties or the two thousands. Like it really had. Two thousand eight kind of, vibes. Yeah, it really, yeah. it really did. Like, it just it doesn't it doesn't feel very contemporary. It, feel, it just feels I don't know something about it. Which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I'm honestly not sold on this film. I'm very curious. I hope it's good because I love all of these actresses so much. Um, yeah, but we'll we'll see what happens. Wayne, what did you think? I actually really like this trailer. I, I think this movie looks yeah. like a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I don't mind necessarily a movie that knows its genre, owns up to it, and like here's the tropes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because this is what you're paying to see. Um, no, I, I I really enjoyed it. If anything, this one is probably uh, the most successful of the three trailers for me in terms of selling its story. And um and and selling the picture really so yeah no I I I kind of liked everything about this trailer like you said Kendall it doesn't break the mold by any means um but it still had a lot of appeal it looks like it's going to be exciting it looks like it's going to be fun um, and if you are a fan of the Jason Bourne films then this is absolutely for you again I feel like it's just cut from the same cloth um, yeah if anything it did make me think that one thing that I would like to see is a spy movie um, where our hero is a woman, but she works alone. Uh, you know, it's like when we've got strong female characters, uh, they have to be in groups with, like, other women. Like, if we think about Charlie's Angels, for example. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think that's great to show camaraderie. But I think it would be great to see a solo agent being female and just kicking butt and doing it all. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's that's fair. I mean, Atomic Blonde was close to that because she, she was basically working alone, but then she still had James Mac- McAvoy and uh, frickin' Skarsgård as well. <laughs> Bill, Bill Skarsgård's in that one. Um, yeah, kind of doing things uh, on the side for her, but you know, mostly it's a solo film. But yeah, I totally agree with you. Like to see, to see a, a woman, of kind of in in that genre, to stand on, yeah. on her own two feet, like like James Bond. Yeah, I want to see the female will. James Bond. I want to see her. Yeah. Um, you know, going up against the baddies. I want to see the token hunky guy that she'll just sleep with and use to advance her own goal break his heart and never see him again. Maybe he dies. Uh, you know, I just, I think why not just go, go for it all. 
however, movies like this one is a stepping stone towards that. Um, but no, I, I'm really keen on this one. I, I think it looks good. Uh, I, I, you know, it's a genre that I enjoy watching. So when I see the tropes unfold, it doesn't deter me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike, was this one for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I sort of put this in the category of date film. Like, like something that me, me and my wife would, would probably enjoy. And, uh, yeah, it... <laughs> Not every trailer sort of pisses me off after the first sentence. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, I just got over it. You know, when she said when she said uh, was going through the Cold War and the War on Terror, at least we knew who who the villains were. Really? <laughs> the, the, honestly, the War on Terror was we we knew the villain was uh, a noun. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of political stuff right there. It's like, well, we knew who who the we knew who the villains were. Terrorists. Oh yeah, who who were they? Apparently, anyone now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, having said that, you know, I just I just say, okay, just fuck that off. I I need need to watch this trailer. And yeah, I actually did did enjoy it. You know. Uh, Definitely something that you shouldn't shouldn't think too much about, uh, think think too heavily about. It's just sit down, have some fun, uh, and don't worry about actual terror related bullshit. I think movies like this definitely require a suspension of disbelief because I think again, yeah, it, yeah, it's I not know. trying to change the world. It's popcorn entertainment, and I I I don't read anything more than that really. I know. But I'm being I'm being red pilled and blue pilled all, all this <laughs> month, so it's just just <laughs> I get triggered a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, yeah I actually did did enjoy yes. this, and you know it's a it's a it's a team up film, and it's a team up film with women. I mean, how many how many is that? It's it's a team with women. Yeah, you know, it's great. Smash that glass ceiling. With your stilettos, or whatever the the the, the thing is. Yeah. 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 Def- <laughs> definitely something to get um to take take the wife because we need we need we need a break. <laughs> uh, and uh, when uh, when uh, when is uh, when is when uh, mm. holy shit. <laughs> when are we? I'm catching your disease, Kendall. Yes. Yes. Um, well, there's no Australian release date for the 355 yet, but if you're in the US and the UK, uh, you can check it out in cinemas on the 15th of January, 2021. Ah. So, it's only like three months from now, which is mental. And thank bum, God. Bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Awesome. All right. That's Trailer Park for this week. All done and dusted. Which means now it's time for the part of the show I've definitely been waiting for. Yes, what part is that, Kendall? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is where usually where the lovely Fulia would chime in and tell us what part it is. Popcorn culture! Yay! Yay! <laughs> there it is! It's- Popcorn culture! Yes, fantastic. Popcorn culture time. All right. 
So, so much magic. So much. So much. So mm. much. <laughs> Not okay. so much. <laughs> uh, let's, all right, let's rip the band-aid off, shall we? Okay, Popcorn Culture, this week, uh, uh, the three of us will be discussing a film, uh, if you could call it that. Um, <laughs> maybe that's a bit harsh. Uh, we are discussing uh, the latest Adam Sandler Netflix collaboration that is Hubie Halloween. Uh, it's on Netflix now, and we are going to spoil probably the entire film. So if you are thinking about watching it um, and you're listening right now, put us on pause, go watch it and come back if you so choose, or if you want to hear what we have to say first, please feel free to keep listening. Because, um, yeah, because mm-hmm. we're, we're, I think we're going to be venting some 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 stress, <laughs> some issues with this one. Um, all right. Shall I, shall I go? Shall I start this off? Or does someone, or, or does, does Wayne want to go first and get it out of the way? Or, or, or I'll, <laughs> I'll just go. I think I'll, I'll leave it to you. Okay. Kendall. Please, please. Warmest. Okay. No, I look, look, I, I think I'll be fine. I don't think there's really much to say about this movie, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> I can try, sir. <laughs> look, I'm probably going to be, as I generally am, the, the, the uh, fairest on these kinds of films, or the devil's advo- advocate, if you will. Um, oh, contraire, my lady. Oh, contraire. Um, anyway, so we we did this uh, film uh, in Trailer Park um, a few weeks ago. <laughs> poor, poor phrasing. I apologise. Poor phrasing. Uh, and I, you know, I remember being, you know, not like excited to watch this, but interested. Uh, and you know, I I was enjoying the the trailer enough to go. You know, I think I might actually watch an Adam Sandler film um, on Netflix that isn't something uh, from before t- the year two thousand. Um, and yeah, and I was excited to see that. And the the cast is fantastic. There are some fantastically talented uh, uh, comedians and and actors and actresses in this lineup. Um, and yeah, um, but then the film, you know, I watched it and <laughs> I, yeah, I was disappointed. Um, unfortunately, uh, I really wanted to like it. I really did because, you know, I, I like most, most people in our generation slash age group, you know, grew up watching, um, you know, Billy Madison, Abby Gilmore, uh, Big Daddy, The Water Boy, like, you know, classics uh, of, of 90s uh, comedy. Um, and now I, I, I watch this and I question my taste <laughs> in Adam Sandler films in general because I was, think, I was sitting there watching it and taking in this comedy and, like, a lot of the, a lot of the comedy is sort of similar to certain bits of comedy in those earlier films of Adam Sandler's that we, we talk about in such a lovely light. Um, but that being said, this is so much worse <laughs> because it's just beyond a joke at this point. Uh, la- lazy, lazy writing, uh, half-assed acting, 
um, it's one thing that like uh, there's this podcast I I used to listen to that um, that uh, ran for ten years that they were called the comedy film nerds and they would often refer to like Adam Sandler's movies of like as like being you know an excuse for all of his mates to hang out together and make a movie because um, that's all it is because like, it's all his, him and his friends and you know more power to them I mean they're millionaires they're famous they can do whatever they want in in terms of creative content and you know and regardless of the quality for some reason a lot of people you know really seem to enjoy and flock to Adam Sandler's movies on Netflix like that's the reason there's like they they've made such a big deal like monetary wise because you know people seem to really you know enjoy uh, a lot of these films but I don't I don't see how because it just this was this was just yeah I don't know I was cringing a lot through the whole like not the whole thing but through most of it I was just (sighs) I mean Okay, let's 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 focus on some positives for a second. Uh, the it, the film opens with uh, a, a fantastic reference and cameo. Ben Stiller, the best thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was great. Ben Stiller makes a cameo, reprising his role from Happy Gilmore, playing um, the orderly Hal, um, and he looked the exact same. The, the mustache, the hair, the outfit, and I lost my shit. I was like, oh, yes, I'm in. This is great. It was, yeah, it was awesome. Um, and then, you know, there's more uh, references to, um, uh, uh, was it Billy Madison? Yeah, Billy Madison O'Doyle rules, the O'Doyle family of bullies. Yep. We've, got an- we've got another O'Doyle in this one who's a bully. Um, I really enjoyed that little throwback. I thought that was nice. Uh, the very, new very- addition. The new addition <laughs> to the O'Doyle legacy. Uh, I like that. They know that. how to spread their genes. They, they, they do. Um, wha- I-, I also really appreciated uh, the touching fact that the film was dedicated to Cameron Boyce. Um, mm. who is a, a, a wonderfully talented young man who uh, passed away a couple of years ago now. Um, but he was in uh, the Grown Ups movies with Adam Sandler. So he was, and he was supposed to be starring in this one, um, but uh, sadly passed away just before filming started. So that was really touching, really sweet to see that tribute to him um, at the end. And then the final thing that I liked about this movie was um, what I have dubbed the MacGyver flask. I fucking, I thought that was such a good gag. The fact that for some reason, he's this strange guy um, who, you know, is is oddly charming. Hubie. Hubie is oddly charming. Hubie Dubois. Um, And he just has this flask that does everything. And I... Uh, or everything except he says, makes a point of, can't believe I don't have a compass in my thermos. Um, it's every, <laughs> it's literally everything but a compass. And I, I thought that was hysterical. Um, that was genuinely really funny. Um, that's, that's where my love for this film stops, though. Uh, yeah, I just, I couldn't get around Tim, uh, Tim Meadows and Maya Rudolph being assholes in this, like... Yeah, they're fine. I I love them individually as as humans and as talent, but I didn't didn't care for them in this film at all. 
and whatever kind of attempt at a toupee was sitting on some dead animal sitting on Tim Meadows' head. I, <laughs> I, I, um, I mean, I, yeah, I know it was it was done comedically on purpose, but it looked, uh, uh, I, yeah, it looked bad. I hated it. I couldn't stand to stare at it. Um, I also, speaking of of those two and how awful they were, one of the things that I that's kind of now an exaggeration in in Adam Sandler films is he plays this character that is constantly mocked by everyone around him. Um, mm. and it was dialed up to fucking eleventy in this movie to the point where like every time you have a transition between location and he's on his bike and people are off screen hurling shit at him. Um, and that's funny the first couple times, but the fact that it just kept happening, I was just like, there's literally no point. You are getting no reaction out of me from doing this. Like, I am nonplussed. <laughs> I, I am nonplussed. I don't care. I don't care. I hate the fact that, like, you know, <laughs> I mean, the gra- the, the grandma, um, or the mum, mum? Is it mum? Was it mum or grandma? Yeah. It was mum. Sorry. Mother, yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Who, June Squibb, lovely lady, very talented. I liked her in this. She was probably one of the, probably the only standout performer in this film. Um, but I really like, you know, the fact that she has to comment on how, you know, Salem, uh, where the, the film is set is, is, you know, as bad people, is filled with bad people as it was back during the witch trials. And that's obvious and repeatedly reminded to you constantly with every single person making fun of Hubie, being rude to Hubie, being awful, and Hubie just dealing with it and moving on. You know, if this was a real film, the film would be about Hubie turning into Michael Myers on Halloween and straight up <laughs> killing everyone. Like Justifiably. Yeah, justifiably. Absolutely. And so it's no surprise that, you know, when, when mum go the big spoiler twist reveal that mum is the, the one that's been ab- absconding with the bullies. Um, uh, I was like, yeah, burn him. Fuck it. Fuck it. I hate this movie. I don't like this. <laughs> burn, it. burn it to the ground. Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. But I like the fact that that, I mean, that made sense. The fact that she was going after the bullies. I'm like, you know, I mean, I'm a big Carrie fan. So I, you know, if, any chance to, to light bullies on fire? Yes, please. In, in film, in film, in film. Let's clarify. Um, yeah. Um, what else can I say about that? Um, I'll probably, I'll probably, f- well, two things, uh, and then I'll pass it over to Wayne. Um, okay. The, the the gag of all of the reporters and that and then that child being dressed up as Harley Quinn. That's that's a gag that's four years old now. Happy Madison Productions. Can we can we maybe not? keep harping on this why does everyone have to dress as harley quinn and then the fact that it said daddy's little nightmare and so daddy's little monster and i'm like i guess that's probably a copyright issue but i don't know as a comic book fan it pissed me off um (laughs) and and finally just just finally i was i was very happy with the movie and then rob schneider appeared and um And you know, and then and then the circle was complete, and then it was then it was a Happy Madison production, because because Rob Schneider was there, doing weird shit with Steve Buscemi, and Steve Buscemi is uh, an incredibly talented human being, and I adore him. 
but he debased him. <laughs> he debased himself in this in this film. Just that scene when they're in the police station, the two of them, and I just I don't even remember what it was now because I blocked that out of my mind. But I know that it was gross, and I didn't <laughs> like it. And <laughs> so there was a bit of touching, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't care for it. Um, and I didn't. And one of the things I was actually most disappointed about was the re the reunion of Julie Bowen and Adam Sandler from Happy Gilmore. Um, her playing Violet Valentine in this, and I I get you're going for the like you know out of everyone in Salem, there's always this one person that has to love Hubie for who he is, apart from his mum, and you know she's going to be the love interest, but. Don't, don't make her into a caricature of some dorky woman with no kind of autonomy. I mean, she's a single mum, I guess. Like, that's great. And she's adopted kids. That's great. But then they kind of just, they really brought her down to this base uh, level of just uh, laziness and... Uh, I don't. I can't even find the right word for for what they were doing with her character. I mean, I I, I like some of it, but I just she's so much better than that. And their and their romance was so much more convincing <laughs> in Happy Gilmore than it was in this film. And look, maybe I've just missed the entire point of this movie, and I'm taking it way too seriously. I I well, I've devoted about 15 minutes to discussion. I think it's fair to say I'm taking it too seriously. <laughs> but um, but I was just yeah I just really wanted it to be good I I am a I I'm still an Adam Sandler fan I still am because you know those early films shaped you know a, a lot of my comedic you know taste growing up along with you know Monty Python and Robin Williams and a lot of other cool things um, and I still love them and I'll still watch them and this movie doesn't ruin that but I'm never watching it again Wayne. <laughs> I am dying to know what you thought of Hubie Halloween. <sighs> yes. So um, reflecting back on my thoughts on the trailer for this movie, um, I had strong opinions. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and, and having now sat through Hubie Halloween... I was way too kind about this movie. Um, just way too kind. Uh, one of the most <laughs> offensive things about this film is that they somehow suckered in the talented Ray Liotta. Oh, yeah. And Steve Buscemi into this movie. It's how dare you bring these two brilliant actors into this movie. Like, how dare you? It is on their filmography for life now. Mm -hmm. For life. <laughs> and this movie has a lot of other talented people in this, not taking away from anyone else. But Ray Liotta and Steve Buscemi <laughs> are in this movie. They're in this film. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, look, the I don't want to say that this movie had like no redeeming features at all. The set design looks good. I think it's pretty well shot. Cinematography is great. The editing is good. Um, I thought some of the kids were actually quite fun in this movie. Yeah. I thought that they were good performances. Um, 
I agree with you about Jin Squibb as well. Great performance. They're very likable. That gag with uh, her and, and her mate but getting the op shop tease with the inappropriate um, <laughs> text on it, uh, conversation tees or talking tees, we call them in the rag trade. Um, I thought that that was a good running gag. I think his... Um, his thermos, his flask thing, uh, was 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 pretty was quite clever. Um, I thought that that was really good. Um, and Adam Sandler himself is an incredibly likable performer. I really like Adam Sandler. I you know it's, uh, you you probably won't think it once this review is done, but I really <laughs> I really do. Um, he has a a strong appeal to audiences, and um, and his films. Um, I was reading have uh, taken more than two billion dollars collectively. There's audience appeal here, um, and that can be problematic because then you cash it in and deliver shit like this, um, and that's 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 a problem. Yeah. And if we look back at Adam Sandler's filmography, there are some exceptions to this rule, but generally speaking. He delivers his best work in films that he has not written or sometimes produced. So when it's his job to come in and act and perform other people's works, the films are a lot better. Again, there's some exceptions to the rules. I am happy to confess I love the Grown Ups films. I will watch them any day. Really enjoyed those ones. But again, exception to the rule. Whenever I found myself liking something about this movie, like some of the things I mentioned, it gave me 10 other reasons to absolutely despise it. So it was very much one step forward, several steps back with this film as well. Um, One of the things that I could not get over was how unlikable the townsfolk were. Yeah. Because whilst Sandler is doing funny voices and probably low intellect and that gosh in itself is extremely problematic. I'm not going to go into it. It's a shtick he has done so many times yes. all the way, you know, from, from, uh, from Billy Madison as well. Cute at first. A dozen films later, you've got more range. We know you do because you're that talented. You are a talented yeah. performer yeah. and this is what you deliver. It's coming to the point where I feel like that Sandler, Happy Madison are just essentially saying, okay, we've got X amount of movies we have to make for Netflix. Their requirement is that they're 90 minutes long and that's all they ask of us. Let's just do this. I don't mind the fact that he keeps bringing people in um, that there are familiar faces. I think that's quite nice, actually. I think it's kind of like you've got this, this troop of performers yeah. who clearly love working together, who have great rapport and and bounce off each other. That would be amazing if the material was any good. Yeah. But it's just, it is not here. Kendall, you said it was lazy. Absolutely. Um, you know, you, you personally found joy in some throwbacks to other films. Uh, but if that's what you need to do mm. to actually get some joy out of, out of a movie... It's 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 really relying on a nostalgia, yeah. Um, and yeah, no, like just just no, stop it, cut yeah. it out. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely, don't do that. Um, have it in there, 
But that should be a bonus. That should not be the only thing that people like about yeah. it. Um, but I, I really, yeah, can't get over just how unlikable the townsfolk are. Because Hubie is, for me, an actual likable character. I yeah. really liked him as a character. Yeah. yeah. He got annoying um, after a certain point. I started <laughs> checking my watch 30 minutes into this movie. Mm. When will it be over? Mm. Um, and I couldn't actually really understand why people didn't like him. Yeah. Like, but- a pack a pack of bullies are a pack of bullies. That's fine, for lack of a better word, because bullies are going to bully when they see somebody who has this purity that he has. But with the exception of maybe he's a little bit annoying around Halloween, like, fine, that's once a year. Get over it, people. Yeah. But the fact that the whole town folks are behave in a really disgusting manner, it wasn't funny. I didn't like seeing him get get picked on because again how many times are you are you going to do that um it doesn't make him any more likable if that's what you're trying to do uh because we're already on his side um this movie doesn't really know what it wants to do with its characters with the world that it has created um so for me this is a a a resounding resounding uh disappointment um but, uh, Kendall, you didn't give the score, so I'm going to imagine we're going to hold off until the end. Yeah, yeah, I, I was just so caught up in the misery that I forgot <clears throat> to rate it. Um, so, yeah. but I'll say, I'll say, but, I'll say my score to the end. We'll come back. We'll go back around. All right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, but I, I, I found that despite some of the throwbacks to, to horror tropes and references to horror movies, uh, this was not scary, despite having people who are genuinely funny and who, who sort of know their shtick really well. This movie was not funny. I found it incredibly boring. Um, I found that there was nothing engaging about it. Um, it's an incredibly forgettable experience. I watched this last night and this morning thinking about it, I had to remind myself who the killer was. That is how quickly I wanted yeah. to forget this piece of shit. Michael, your thoughts <laughs> on Hubie Halloween? <laughs> well... I'm probably going to be devil's advocate here because I actually, I enjoyed myself. Shame on you. You're kicked out of the podcast. (laughs) And I am not trolling here. I actually genuinely had a few giggles along the road here. And Wayne, it's a good thing you probably watched. Did you watch this uh, last night? Yes, I did. Yes. How tired were you? No, I was awake. Uh, I think yeah, you need to be. The fact that it didn't uh, knock me out is a different. As, as I'm surprised it didn't actually. Yeah, make you go to I, I think you need to be a little bit extra tired because that's when I I watched it. I was a little bit extra tired, and you know, I put Zelda to bed, and then I watched it. I think I was the right amount of like almost nodding off. It was like oh, this is so good, and oh, no. um, <laughs> I think you find no I think you find there is there was no killer. That's why. That's why he didn't. He, that's why he couldn't remember it because there was no killer. There was no that's, blood. That's true. This, this is all PG, so I can show yeah. this to my kids, so I can torture her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't clean your room. You're watching this movie. <laughs> no, not Happy Madison. Um. <laughs> uh. Okay. First off, when when I texted you all, um, uh, two minutes in, it was yeah. because of Ben Stiller, and it's like. Okay, uh, are they get are the, uh, is are, are they setting up a Happy Madison universe here? Mm. Because I would like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
and oh, <laughs> it, oh, come on, we need more universes in this in this universe. In this universe, <laughs> um, movie universes. They're all connected. Mm. It's got to be connected. They, they, they all are. Um, out of all the Netflix, straight to Netflix, um, Happy Madison's things, I think this is the less egregious. Really, if you go if you go through, um, was it ridiculous six? Uh, mm. Definitely, definitely the wrong Missy. Um, this is the more enjoyable for me. Like, clearly, just I for me. think this. I think this makes the wrong Missy look like. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Like, no. Like the Godfather, honestly. No. I think it makes it, yeah. I think The Wrong Missy deserves an Oscar for Best Picture compared to this. I no. I, I, disagree, I disagree with you. I I oh. would rather watch Hubie Halloween again than The Wrong Missy. No. Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it for The for, for, for Wrong Missy. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, you reminded me. Uh, Ray... Uh, Ray... Um, Leota. Leota. Yeah, Ray the Oda. What else? I only know him in um in uh, Goodfellas, and that's it. Mm. What, and what that's else? All you need in? to know. <laughs> Just one play, movie. He played a he played a similar sort of villain, but not really in Wild Hogs, which is a, a comedy that I will defend, even though I know it's not that great. But did you have all forgettable? Have you seen what? Have you guys seen or know Wild Hogs? I know Wild um, Hogs. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know of Wild Hogs. I think I've seen it, but I can't remember anything about it. Um, yeah. I mean, some of his other sort of known films are Field of Dreams, and he was also in mm. Marriage Story recently as well. Yes, yes, correct. Mm. He was the other, the other lawyer. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so out of all of them, he's probably memorable in this one. So, um, what else? Don't you roll your eyes at me just because Fulia is not here. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm sure Fulia is listening to this and raising an eyebrow. But in saying that, no, knowing Fulia, she probably love this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I definitely enjoyed some of the running gags in this as well. Uh, like, like when uh when uh, Huey's get, getting pelted with stuff on his bike, I yeah. I had a couple of chuckles. <laughs> what what clinched it? What clinched it for me was when they threw the the cement block, and <laughs> when they threw that, I was like, okay, I'm in. I I, I like this. I like this joke. <laughs> and then, and then it just escalated into all this other stuff. It's like fucking fantastic. Um, okay, I'll go into uh, movie references because I think we need to run off a couple of movie references that they referenced in this. Uh, one big one uh, at the end was definitely Friday the Thirteenth for me. The the mum was the quote unquote villain of of the piece, and it got me thinking. May uh, that will be an interesting take if if we if Jason turned out to be like the hero and he's trying to fight off his mum because she's the one. I don't know. Is that is that a good, good spill? With the Friday Thirteenth, what, what do you reckon, Wayne? Uh, look, uh, you know, as I'd said, that it does have nods to horror movies. That was kind of like the mother did it, or the mother was, you know, behind all the shenanigans. I was like, yeah, well, that's clearly a, a Jason, a Jason thing. Um, 
we've got, you know, the Michael Myers is clearly um, who they're trying to reference through the Rob Schneider character. Um, but yeah, I enjoy. I did enjoy enjoy that running gag of of <laughs> of the of the uh, Michael Myers like just standing in the street pissing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did enjoy oh, that. A, a, a great I, comedy right there. No, and I did, yeah. and I did enjoy the the uh, the crescendo at the end of him just pissing in his pants, just <laughs> sitting next. <laughs> no, we went full circle. Uh, what what were you doing? I was pissing. I was I was pissing over there. I was pissing over there. I'm pissing right now, which is an old, tr- which is an oldie but a goodie. I hate uh, toilet humor. I hate toilet it's not, humor. I'm not gonna lie. I love toilet humor. <laughs> I'm up there. I love crude comedy when it's done well. But no, nah, not here. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's probably it's probably a little bit of um, Stockholm syndrome because I have to watch this movie. I don't know, but but it's probably the first time I actually laughed at Rob Schneider, which is probably a cardinal sin, and I should be lashed. <laughs> um, Agreed. There were there was a reference to um, reference to Friday Thirteenth. Reference to Halloween. There was also a reference to Nightmare on Elm Street, if you didn't pick it up. The street that Huey lived on was Elm Street. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, yeah. And also, which which is also uh, a fun one for me, is there was a reference to Christine as well at the movie theatre. Ah, I, did, I didn't notice. There was a red car there Where, or... Where no, when he was facing the car. Oh, okay. That something similar of that actually happens at in uh, Christine as well, uh, and I give him props to that. You know, you're not you're, you're not feeling it, are you? <laughs> look, you think I, I'm all you think I'm full of shit. <laughs> no, no, I look. If anything, I'm glad one of us had a good time watching this. Yeah. Okay, now the negative. <laughs> Mike's trying to polish a toad. <laughs> and I was trying to help just then, and yeah, I don't get it. Okay, what didn't work? What didn't work for me is this film. <laughs> uh, the film in general is a bit chop. Is really choppy. It doesn't make sense. The love interest doesn't make sense. They need to work on that. Uh, all of it just. It just didn't make sense. Uh, the character's development um, did not make sense. There was no character growth in this. Uh, the hero's journey was right out the window. Um, yep. Yeah, you basically said, said everything. It's on a, It definitely is a really, really bad movie, and I think you need to be really drunk to actually enjoy this film. Uh, <laughs> it's... Some sort of narcotic to actually enjoy this film. Uh, I enjoy it because I was sleep deprived, which is on par of being drunk. So, um, what else can I say, say about this god awful film? <laughs> which is, but um, uh, how how was the cameos? Quote unquote. Oh, sorry. Before we go into that, another movie reference that you probably particularly liked, Wayne. I don't know, but there was. Definitely, definitely a a reference to Jaws. I don't remember it. 
when the mayor was talking to the police chief and the police chief wanted to shut down the, the Halloween festival. Yeah. But the mayor said no. He wanted to... Kiss my, yeah. Kiss want, my feet. <laughs> he wanted to make... Yeah, he wanted to keep all the... Smell my feet, sorry. The tourism mm. and the money. Yeah. yeah. And he and he was wearing a bad jacket as well, so, you know, <laughs> a couple of point, points on for that one too. What do you reckon, Rain? You think this is a fantastic I, film? Because it referenced uh, Jaws, your favourite film? I, um, first of all, I will defend Murray Hamilton's jacket in Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey, I defend uh, 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 Bob Hawke's jacket when uh, we won the um, America's Cup. So. Oh, yeah, I defend that too. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I want that jacket. <laughs> um. No, if anything, because it dares to reference um, the greatest movie ever made, my all-time favourite movie, I'm going to knock a few points off this one. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> is it... Well, is there any film that sort of references... Uh, br- uh, references, references Bruce. Ref- well, Bruce. References Jaws in any film that you actually quite like? Yeah, the original Piranha, which is a Jaws rip-off, is one of my favourite creature free- features. Have you have you seen uh, Jaws the remake? Jaws the remake. Oh, sorry, the the proud <laughs> of the remake. You know what I mean. Shut up. It's tied. Me tied. Yeah, yeah. English. I've seen I've seen um I've seen five five film versions of Piranha. Yeah. Yeah, but the 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 remake that yes. was when was it? Like 20, 2012? Yeah. yeah. Piranha three D. Yes, that opens with the. Uh, with uh, the reference to Jaws at the beginning with Richard Dreyfuss. Is that what you mean? Yes, and he dies. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> Drinking Amity beer. <laughs> and he dies in the book too, so, it, you know. Yes, he yeah, does. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yes, so there, so, are, there are ways of reference, referencing Jaws well. Um, even movies like The Meg do an amazing shout-out to Jaws that I absolutely loved. Um, so it's, yeah. So there are movies. What about Finding Nemo? Yeah, absolutely. That was cute. (laughs) So yes. So I, so I don't, I don't, um, I don't, um, bad mouth movies that reference Jaws if they're good movies. I reference (laughs) Jaws in my own stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You just gotta be, you know. Everything surrounding the reference must yeah, be exactly. of equal yeah. quality. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, Finding Nemo. Did you have any other thoughts about <laughs> Hubie Halloween, Michael? You were about um, to say the cameos in there. What were your thoughts there on There was those? a cameo thing you were going to mention? Yeah. Um, I was going to mention um, Shaq for some reason. Oh, yeah. That made me... I love Shaq. That made me uncomfortable. <laughs> the radio voice. Not, not the radio voice. Like, that was... That was, like... I mean, that's a gag that's been done a million times. But um, I didn't hate it. I kind of was indifferent to it. But just the... Sandwich the, eating. The food. <laughs> yeah. The, I, mm, yeah. Food porn? I you don't like, like food it. porn? I don't like food porn. No. You don't like mukbang? No mukbang, cool. no mukbang for me. 
No ASMR mukbang for Kendall. <laughs> I did some mukbang last night. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Apparently everyone uh, everyone's doing it. Uh, yeah, Phil and Kirsten were doing it. Oh, Phil yeah. Doing it. Yeah, the Fred, the Fred peeps were on Facebook Live doing, yeah. doing food stuffs. Not a fan of watching people eat. Just quietly. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I don't like it. So, Mike, any other, <laughs> any other uh, thoughts or are you any other th- ways that you're trying to um, elevate this movie for <laughs> us before we uh, deliver our final verdicts and scores? Um. Well, as I said, out, out of all the um. Netflix Adam Sandler films is pro- probably one of the good ones, but okay. that bar's pretty low. True. The music's good. <laughs> I swear, it sounds like you're clutching at straws now. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does a little Kendall, bit. Hey, Kendall, it can't be all you're, bad. You're, I haven't, Kendall, I haven't said score. my score yet. No, no, we're going to go to Kendall's score. Okay, Post. yes. Okay, so, yeah. I really wanted this movie to to actually be enjoyable. You know, I really and I really tried. I really really did, but it just wasn't meant to be. So, uh if I had to give it a score out of 5, it'll probably be a a 1, one and a half, maybe a 1. I'm just going to make a decision. 1. 1 out of 5 from me. Wayne? Yeah, for me, uh you know, there was nothing really to like about this movie as i said anything that was really good and there were a few mo- moments that i have to say were really good were spoiled by 10 other things around it so ultimately again there are parts that work well i'm not even going to say really well but work well um you don't really care about them at all by the end of the film because it is a forgettable experience. It's so badly made. It's so badly written. It's lazy. It is boring. It isn't fun. It's ugly. It's gags fall flat. I don't think I even raised a slight smile throughout it. Zero. Michael. (laughs) Well, out of all the sort of comedy slash horror it's not even horror it's not even it's it's creepy and well it's definitely creepy but it's a hard genre to pick to pick to pick uh, to you know to to clarify uh, even that sentence to um it's weird because it's not comedy either because it's it's weird I can't even give it, I can't even give it a, a a Rob Schneider because he's only in it for as long as he was in the Missy. Uh, three. Now one. <laughs> one. Wow. Your comments did not reflect a one. No, a two at least. All right, all right. You twist my arm. Uh, all right, a two and half of a Schneider. <laughs> half a Schneider, okay. Yeah, two and a half Schneiders. 
two and a half. Two. Um, and can we all agree never to mention this movie again? Yes. Done. Thank you. Done. Michael's mentioning I can't it promise next that. week. I just know it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't <laughs> promise that. I can't fucking promise that. Don't ask me shit. I can't even promise. Yeah, true. (laughs) We we say all that, and part of me wants to know what Folia thought of it as well when Mm. she's back on the show. So uh, we will we'll see what she thinks as well. But but not not as not as long winded as us (laughs) because she probably legit enjoyed it because she's so pure and lovely. Um, But yes, okay. That, that wraps up Popcorn Culture, I think, for this week. Our thoughts mm. on Hubie Halloween. Uh, now that you've heard what we think, it's up to you. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to quote Molly Meldrum and at all um, <laughs> in, on this but one. Funny um, enough, but funny yeah. enough, it is ranked number three on Netflix at the moment. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything, really. Let's not forget The Wrong Missy was at number one. It was. For a while, worldwide on Netflix. Yeah. Humanity. Yeah. People are desperate. Yeah. Been in lockdown since March. People are desperate. That's fair. We'll watch anything, apparently. Well, based on the films that we review, we really will watch anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't can't wait for the Fred Watch month. That's all Adam Sandler. <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah, there's some there's some golden nuggets there. <laughs> yeah, we rank all the rank them all. All the rank happy medicines. Yeah, that's gonna that's right. gonna be an interesting day. I'll say because it'll mean I'll have to watch this piece of shit again. Nope. <laughs> I might be kinder on it on a second viewing if I have to watch it again. I won't. I won't lie. Maybe. <laughs> I Maybe. can't. I can't promise. Just anything. be. Sl- just be sleep deprived like me, and you'll be. <laughs> you'll watch be happy th- medicine. Watch it at. Th- 3am and then it'll Mm. be good alright then it'll be scary (laughs) (laughs) okay so um, done and dusted popcorn culture let's check in with Fred Um, nothing from me at the moment apart from this podcast that you're already listening to Uh, and if you haven't checked out the monthly yet, it is still there, ready for your ears. Uh, the latest episode is awesome. Um, I had so much fun recording that for you and I did. It was great. Um, so go check that out. Now, Wayne, I know you've got some stuff to share. Yes, yes. First of all, I do want to give a shout out to the monthly. I, um, have listened to it since since last week and enjoyed it a lot. Oh, good. Um, Were you bitterly disappointed? I was absolutely. <laughs> I, yes, I was. Uh, so I'm not gonna point fingers or or mention names, but somebody missed out on a in- entertaining and enjoyable movie to review. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. I'll I'll, I'll, is... t- I'll talk about that with you off air. <laughs> I want to spoil it for people who haven't listened yet. No, okay. Kendall's good. got feelings, <laughs> but good. it was a no. It was a great premise uh, to a podcast, and it made for entertaining listening. Uh, oh, great! Regardless of how it panned out, it was a lot of fun, and I hope you'll do it again. Oh, thank um, you. Sometime, yeah, definitely um, will. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Kendall, the movie that you had picked, I have seen and really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Um, uh, Full Year's movie that she picked, I've not seen, but I actually am going to try to source it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah do it. Um, I think so. 
So, yes, so that's just my backing on the monthly. Watch it. Thank you. Um, at the moment, we, uh, Philip and I have the latest episode of Fred Watch Out. So we have reviewed Doolittle starring Robert Downey Jr. RDJ. Yes. Um, so uh, we, we've gone on a bit of a, be- uh, a, bit of a rough streak <laughs> with Fred Watch lately. I, <laughs> I haven't a- had a chance to listen yet because I... I I've been trying to psych myself up to watch the movie mm. beforehand, just so I can have the full experience. Yes, and 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 probably suffer with you by the sounds <laughs> of it. I don't know, yeah. um, um, but look, I, you... I haven't I, I haven't I haven't found the courage yet. So, <laughs> look, Kendall. To be honest, if you can get through um, the movie we reviewed today, yeah, you will be perfectly fine with. All right, cool. Thank you, you will be perfectly <laughs> fine. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that's out. So uh, it's on a few streaming services. So please feel free to, to watch the movie and then listen to, to our review and let us know what you think uh, about the film. And if, you know, if you agree with our feedback and assessment on Doolittle, uh, maybe we were too generous. Maybe we were too harsh. I don't know. Or maybe we just should not have reviewed it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am, we'll be having another Fred Watch out this month we actually have two episodes planned for this month so one of them i am currently editing um and that is a mel gibson movie so i'll be um editing that uh podcast and that should be out next week hopefully and we still have our halloween episode coming soon where i am joined by the lovely kendall richardson to review a a great movie um actually that that um, delivers a fantastic discussion, if I do say so. Oh, yeah. Um, and we recorded this way before um, COVID was even a thing in Australia. Yeah. So we were very early with this one. So, Thank goodness. Yes. So any of the um, questionable sound and audio quality from recent Fred Watch episodes, because they're from different studios, um, yeah. is not in this one. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. So for me, it's all about Fred Watch. Um, podcast out at the moment and a few more coming soon. Yay! Um, Michael, how about yourself, mate? What have you been up to? Well, uh, before uh, I've been for Fred, I haven't been doing much. But uh, just just so I can close this th- uh, close the thing that I've been spoiling about um, Twilight mm. and all that. And <laughs> oh yeah, I was going to ask. And, yes. And Michael Sheen, uh, and it and it's something t- that alludes towards uh, Fred Watch, uh, the previous Ooh, Fred, okay. the Fred Watch. Um, not going to spoil anything, but there was a there was a little discussion on uh, how uh, Robert Downey Jr. was playing uh, uh, playing a, a Welsh um, person, and mm. um, and how it would have been nice to have a Welsh person to play Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, and I was sort of giggling in the back of my head. How would it? It would be really, really funny if I just burst out burst out and say. Um, Michael Sheen, who's also in the movie, is actually Welsh, so... <laughs> they could have swapped roles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but look, so that... uh, one thing I do mention in the in the podcast, not a spoiler at all, that, um, you know, obviously Robert Downey Jr. has star power. His name on the marquee will sell more tickets yeah. um, than a lot of others. And also he's a producer on the film, so it's... <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's so kind of, it's favoritism. It's 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 leading it's leading that way. But yeah, a lot of talented Welsh Welsh people. But you know, 
I don't want to say yeah. anymore or you won't listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So listen to the podcast and just realise that uh, Michael Sheen is Welsh. So, yeah. What I've been doing with Fred? Well, little little bit of a spoiler, but very soon I want to be doing something special with Fred on a particular platform, which I've been teasing a little bit here and there. I just need to work out some stuff. So Ooh. it's... Yeah, Exciting. so it's not gonna it's not gonna be on YouTube. It's not gonna be on on this pra- platform that you're listening to now. It could be either um, Apple Podcast or Spotify or anything. Uh, it's not on Twitter. It's not on um, Instagram, but it'll be on another program. Ooh, and okay. that's all I'm gonna say. All right. That's like, okay. Like we well, don't leave many left, so I know what platform you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's TikTok. <laughs> Hi, kids. Hello, fellow fellow schoolmates. Yeah. <laughs> I'm certified young person, Michael Lister. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. And that's basically it. What about you, Kendall? Mm, yes. Well, I can't wait to uh, listen to Fred Watch and to find out what Mike has got in the works. Especially very excited about that stuff. Um, but for now, I think that might be a wrap for this episode. What do you guys think? I think so. Yeah. 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 Okay. One... Two, three. That was was a a podcast podcast called called Fred. Fred. I don't know why I try. Fred. Fred. (laughs) Kendo, I thought you were leading. Uh, I, I, I tried and I failed. Uh, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify or Apple Podcasts for Fred the Alien merchandise go to our website fredthealienproductions.com and follow the link to our Redbubble where you can get apparel, home decor, bags, stationery with with our unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team Unibuns, Incompetent Gamers our live stay shows and more and that was the Fred Plug yes it was I've been a Kendall Richardson I've been a Wayne Stellini and I've been a (laughs) Michael Lister and you just just experienced uh, podcast, podcast called, called Fred. Fred. <laughs> it's not easy, you know. No, no, it isn't. no. it's not. It's not. Oh dear. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everyone. folks. <laughs> remember to eat beef. Remember to eat your beef. Freddie lives. <laughs> Huey, Huey lives. Hubie. Hubie. Hubie lives. I don't, I don't I know told why you I for, told you it was forgettable. <laughs> Number five lives. Oh, yeah. Daisy Daisy. <laughs>
Sí, eh. <risa> eh. 